So last time I went to London Zoo, I woke up in the enclosure with some deers, um, but sadly they weren't alive any longer, and I was covered in blood. Being a vegetarian is quite disturbing for me. Did have copious amounts of diarrhoea afterwards, so I assume that I've eaten something that doesn't agree with me, but I don't think it was the deers. Something that doesn't agree with you. Yeah. So people in general. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't think I've eaten people, though, because technically they are animals and that is meat, so... I don't think it's people I've eaten. You love eating meat. <laughs> What was with the what was with the little rolling giggle as you said that you love you me? You absolutely kill bossa hound. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode thirty-seven, thirty-eight, I think, or thirty-nine. Is it? Wait. It'll say above. Okay. It'll say on the top. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, the bi-weekly podcast in which we review stuff, things, games, music, TV. Uh, items that we Oh, there it is. There's a picture of a in. dog vomiting chocolate. Holy shit balls. Yeah. That is disturbing. Yeah. Can we throw that up on the podcast? Can we just do a video of just the intro? I don't know if I can, but that's gross. It is gross. Yeah. Um, don't feed your dogs chocolate. An Easter, keep the dog, keep yeah. the doglet, keep the chocolate out of reach of your dog. That's our Easter message. Yeah, there's special chocolate for dogs. Don't Jesus died because he ate chocolate. No, Jesus died because he wanted a hot cross bun. They didn't have any, so he kicked off, and they nailed him to a cross. They were like, ah, look at this, ironic. And now thousands of years later, peace-loving Christians worship a torture device. Now you're a hot cross, hot cross Israelite. Was he an Israelite? No, no. Who knows? Now you're a hot cross person from the Middle East. Fictional anyway, it's probably going to get retconned soon anyway. Probably. They're going to reboot it. Once they have the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline kicks off with the habit and all that. I think that what they should do with Jesus is much what they did with um, with Captain America. Mm. staff is naive, wanting to help the world, can't do it, and this all comes on and pumps him full of steroids, and he can kick the shit out of everyone. Yeah, yeah, super Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know what my my biggest gripe with the Bible is? It's the fact that they say, "Don't you know if you're being stabbed to death, don't stab them back." That's not how life works. No, pray that someone else comes along and stops you, stops them from killing you and stabs them for you and then you know Bob's your uncle you're free to go don't worry about it they're going to help but you know that's their fault for helping you God made them help you so I'm sure he'll let them off I don't know if that's is it that's kind of that's the way they feel isn't it it's like not an eye for an eye right you have to pray to your lord and then he'll use his divine powers to save you from that situation probably won't you probably no. stabbed to death. It's like, like, could you not use the justification that if you were to stab them back in in self defence to stop them stabbing you, God made you do it? Should have a stabbing party. Should have a stabbing party. Yeah. Should have a Jesus powered stabbing party. All round, like the equivalent of a gangbang, but we stab him. So what, like, just a blood orgy? Yeah. Blood orgy! Yay! <laughs> All right. Happy so, Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, we're recording this on Easter Sunday. That's mm. exciting. Yeah. You're going to review a thing now. I'm going to review You're a thing. You're first now. this week. It's, I'm first. Don't review oh. the things I want to review. Get Fine. going. All right. <laughs> um, my first review this week is going to be an Xbox Games with Gold. Ooh. <gasps> shock and horror. Um, shock, shock, horror, horror. Uh, it is the game Lords of the Fallen, which is uh, something that was released with the Xbox One. I think it was out around. Yeah, a little while after the Xbox One came out, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. but um, it's uh, an action RPG in which you play a hero who is going to save a save a well save a whole area really. I've not got as far as I liked, but save a whole area from a blight that is causing people to transform into monsters. 
Ah, that's the plot to Bloodborne. All right. <laughs> it's good that you made that, that, that comparison because there are other similarities, but we're not going to go into that yet. Um, so you play a knight, you pick one of three classes to begin with, and then that class you carry on through, and it, depending on your class, it depends on which armor you have, what weapons you use, what your speciality is, you know, same one, same one. Um, it is a lot like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, in which it's dodge, dodge, stab, stab. It's yeah. quite unforgiving. One thing that they don't have down quite as well as Dark Souls and Bloodborne is the dodge. People are aware that with the dodge on things like Dark Souls, yeah. there is a, there's a small amount of time where you become invulnerable, but you can't be hit, basically. And if you time it perfectly, you can dodge a move and yeah. then you go on to attack back. Um, with this, I felt like there were a lot of cheap hits, but at the same time, it, I, I don't think they'd be as cheap if I played this before Dark Souls. I don't think I'd have that expectation of that small window of opportunity. Yeah. So I think that Dark Souls may have tainted my view of this. But on the, on the plus side, it's very pretty. It does invoke that similar feeling, but there are slight mechanical differences in the game. So, for instance, I was telling you earlier, in Dark Souls, when you go to the bonfire, it resets all the enemies, they come yeah. back, and you have to fight the same enemies you fought previously. Um, in this, you you go to these spawn points. They're like red spires with rocks floating around them, and they regenerate oh, how many health health drinks you have. Um, I think you, I, you start for free. I've now got two. I don't know where I lost. So your limit of how many you can yeah. have, and then and it heals yeah. you just like just like Dark Souls. Mm. Um, but unlike Dark Souls, when you visit these, you don't re all the enemies don't come back. Instead, for those to come back, you have to die. And when you do die, much like Dark Souls, all those points you've accumulated get stuck at that point, and you can recover them. But in a nice little in a nice way to sort of push you so add more tension to the game there is a percentage countdown all right so the longer you take the less your souls you can recover yeah or souls or whatever they called in that game i can't remember the currency um but and also to avoid you losing all your souls in like a stupid gamble you can bank them towards points yeah. so you bank them and then you can use the points later if you wish but you can just bank them so you've got those points in there and that's nice because it's a little bit less forgiving yeah despite the tension the addition of Things that make it tense, slightly, slightly more forgiving. Um, one thing I didn't like, the enemies, like skellywigs, big demon men. What's wrong with skeletons? There's nothing wrong with skellywigs, but I'm getting a bit bored of skellywigs. Skele- skeletons are good. Skellingtons. Um, but as I said, the game looks really nice. You're dissing papyrus and sands. I am. The game looks really nice. Well, it should do, it's on the next Next one. Gen- yeah, it's a next gen game. But it looks really nice, and I don't know if you're getting this. Alright. But because there's so many, like, you remember how HD remakes didn't come along until the end of the older consoles? Now because there's so many at the beginning, when you buy a game and it's a HD remake, you're like, oh, I remember this game, cool. But then that sort of sets your bar a little bit lower for what you expected from a yeah. game graphically. Yeah. So when you go and play something new that's, that looks fun, like, when I went from, when I had, um, I had bought, uh, what was it? I can't remember I now. But I, I bought a game that, um, that was a HD remake, and then I went and played The Witcher 3. Mm. <laughs> you sort of go like, oh, yes, The Witcher 3 is just going to look like that other game that's kind of similar to it, and then you play The Witcher 3, and you're like, oh, my fucking God. There is actual mm. texture to the ground. There's flowers and shit. Like, I'm fucking flying along on my horse, and there's bees whipping me in the face. I can feel the sting of them in my fucking cheeks. It's amazing. That's the next-gen thing. That's the next-gen Bees thing. in your console. But, um, but yeah, but... And eels. <laughs> eels. 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 Eels up inside you. Um... But in, it, it, I'm only playing Lords of the Fallen until Dark Souls 3 comes out. And then yeah. it'll be gone. It'll Dark be Souls 3 is out in like two weeks, isn't it? No, uh, April 12th. Yeah. So just over two, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. It's exactly two weeks. Is it exactly two weeks? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited now. Yeah. Doom is out after that as well. Three weeks after that? Uh, 
Pre-ordered them both, didn't I? Does the multiplayer look like Unreal Tournament? The multiplayer looks shit. But not. But I'm not going to play it for the multiplayer. When have I ever played fucking Doom for them? Doom is multiplayer. Nope. Oh, my God. You're outraging generations of people. So, yeah, no. Lords of Fallen is fucking free. It's one of the games of God. Just fucking download the fucking thing. What the fuck are you It is fucking free. No, you don't. Idiots pay £40 a year. I pay £20 because I just get the codes offline. Just go and buy them. It's like... And then you spare twenty pounds. You know what you spend that on? Another code for Xbox. Live no, or... you go and you buy yourself a game. Mm. Right now you can get Dishonored, the uh, Ultimate Edition, or whatever the fuck they're calling it. You can get that for a tenner. That's all right. It's a really good game. Even if you haven't played it before, then get it on the next gen. It doesn't look much different, but Rat Shadows. Rat Shadows. Rat Shadows. Rat Shadows. Shadows. The shadows have rats. No, rats have shadows. The rats have shadows. And me. Susan Sarandon. Really. Mm. Her acting ability has waned in her old age. Oh, no, hey, now. Years. hey, she's still quite bangable. Ah. Mm. She's like a Helen Mirren. Oh dear. She's not. She's not a rich tea. So you go soft. She's like a hobnob. She's harder. Mm. Into it. Um, so I give Lords of the Fallen a Toby Maguire. Oh. You remember it fondly, but you want to revisit. Toby Maguire's all right. Yeah. When was the last time you watched the Toby Maguire in the starring role? Spider-Man 3? Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> How long ago was that? 2006? The Good Shepherd. T- what? Was it The Good Shepherd? The World War II black and white film. I did not watch it. He like punches people in the face and he bombs someone with a bomb. No, I did not watch it. What? You mean talking about the Wonder Boys? No. He has sex with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, we should be. <laughs> Iron Man and Spider-Man had sex. Is he pounding it? Uh, no, I think he actually takes it. Ah. Which is to be expected after the trailer for Civil War where he's like, Underoos! How does he know what he's wearing underneath his outfit? <laughs> it's because his costume looks like pyjamas. That's what he's saying. It's because he's fapping all up his thighs. He's pounding it. It's like he's pulling, he's pulling back and he's going, Pound And he's like, Spider-Man's like, oh, he's got it in the back of my hair. Just pounding How did he get the power to get it in the back of my hair? Oh. He's going to wake up tomorrow and have one really nice part of his hair and then the rest is going to be just horrible. Lovely. Your review, Ant. Okay. Um, I'm going to review Daredevil Season 2 before you do. Oh, I forgot that we watched that. Well, I've watched it. Well, I'm going to make that my I'm going to make that my my next review. So I'm just going to. Well, get... it's wasting time on here because my reviews are once important. Um, is it? Yeah, I um, don't think that's true. But Daredevil season two has finally come about, and it's uh, continued adventures of Matt Murdock, attorney at law, who's like fake blind. Uh, if anyone's wondering, yes, it is based on my life. Yeah, um, and it also features Punisher this series, which everyone and Electra. For. All right, and Electra, Sexist. whatever Electra, Electra. <laughs> Cuntios. Yeah, Nachos. <coughs> nachos? Lecture Nachos. Nachos. Yeah. But, um, With yeah, cheese. Punisher's playing by old uh, t- John Burnfall, who was in The Punisher and no. um, Wolf of Wall Street. He was, yeah, the, well, he was the Punisher. Street. He was the best thing in The Wolf of Wall Street. He's in Walking Dead. That's it. Yeah, he was the best. No, he's been in a few other things. He's uh, like, he... Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Walking Dead, that's what matters. And uh, he's the Punisher now. Um, he's really good, Frank Black. Frank, 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 Frank Castle. Not Frank, Frank Black. Castle. Frank Black was the lead singer of the Pixies. He was. Um, but Frank he Castle. Was. Yeah. He's still around. He's just really fat and bald. Yeah. He's not Fat Mike from No Effects, though. No, he's not. Fat Mike's skinny now as mm. well. Oh, that's. Fat Mike's now skinny Mike. Oh, no. Well, regular sized Mike, I guess. But, yeah, um, skinny. So, like, the first few episodes of the series is pretty much like Daredevil versus Punisher, the show. Like, the first, like, four episodes. Yeah. Where it's they pretty have, much. They have two different series in one. 
Yeah. Basically. It's like that he shows up, Daredevil's like, this dude's a little bit mean, he keeps killing people, that's not nice, is it? Blah, blah, so they have a fight, and he does the whole tying Daredevil up in the roof with a gun in his hand, and mm-hmm. like, you're going to have to shoot me. Um, and then there's like a whole, turns into a courtroom drama thing, and then you get ninjas, because of course ninjas. Yeah, um, the hand. Just lots of ninjas everywhere. Um, well done. The hand, and then you got the foot. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> but um, yeah, the series is like it's decent. It's better. It's, I don't know if it's better than the last series. I really like the first series. It's bomb. But this one kind of falls into a bit old. Nin- aren't Japanese people mystical? Look at all the mystical shit that's going on. Yeah, with it. there's ninjas everywhere. Everywhere you go, ninjas. Fucking ninjas. Um, and Electra's all like, we're gonna fight these ninjas, but I want to kill people. Yeah, Electra's. Uh, I'll go into it. When it's my turn to talk. But, um, yeah, it was a good series. Uh, you know, Foggy gets to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It leads up to... I can see where they're going with the next series. They're doing the whole resurrection of Electra and everything. You know, spoilers. Because, of course, she dies. That's Electra's purpose, is to die. Maybe. Well, they are. She's resurrected. Maybe. It's pretty much the end of the thing was like... Do you think this is actually a prequel? No. To the Electra movie? Oh. Uh, no, because Daredevil was the film with Ben Affleck. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was that was actually that was actually how she saw it after her her drug-addled mind was brought back from the brinks of death. And in reality, what actually happened was this season of Daredevil. No, no, you're being too kind to that film. That's how, that's how Ben Affleck this. and Jennifer Gardner fell in love. Oh, he went ah blah. She's like I'm a lady. And he goes I'll take your word for it. Marry mm. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like the series has like plenty of cool stuff going on. You get to see uh, Nurse What's Her Face again. Night Nurse. Night nurse. Yeah. Um, she makes a cameo in a few episodes. There's some creepy kids in one point, like in the hospital. They're all weird. Yeah, what was going on with that? Yeah, it went up children that in the corn nowhere, for a little while. Did it? Well, they um they just went back and got sacrificed to feed, feed the blood into this big old tomb thing, yeah. which was going to be used to uh, unlock the powers of the white whatever it was they called it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, well, spoilers, whatever Electra was. Um, but, White lady. Yeah, I can't remember the White her. British lady. I watched it all in one Greek day. Lady. I binged watched it all in one day. I though. watched it over the course of a week. Yeah, outrageous. You're not a proper Netflix fan. <laughs> you can't watch everything in I one have binge stuff day. I need to do. But, um, Netflix understands that. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix mm. and me have had a stark discussion about how I live my life. Um, it was nice to see Wilson Fisk back. They did a good reveal, build up and reveal I to him. I always love a bit of Wilson Fisting. Yeah. Um, they like the whole sort of. They kept that secret, didn't they? they kept, I mean, it's obvious he was going to be back in the series. Like, you can't not have uh, Kingpin in Daredevil. It's kind of. Did you not feel like they were leading to that the whole series? Yeah, but they kept it a secret. Yeah, like no one knew Vincent D'Onofrio was in Daredevil again. No, and they were quite careful. All his scenes are all like in a prison, so they just had to sneak him onto a set and film it. How'd you sneak but, Vincent D'Onofrio anywhere? Well, he can change size at will. Can he? Yeah, haven't you ever noticed across his films? Yeah, that's true. Actually, Jurassic World, he was skinnier, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had that um, beard thing going on. He looked like he had like a gut, but he was less gut. He looked like you know one of those military guys who failed to get into the military, but then joined became a security guard. Do you remember when like Vincent D'Onofrio was a bug man? What in Men, Men in Black? Black? Yeah, sugar. And he was also Wells. Oh. Yeah. No. 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 But um, yeah, it was a good series. I, mean, skin I don't think it's as good as the first series of Daredevil or as good as Jessica Jones, but it was it was really good. Did you prefer nice Jessica Jones or Jessica Daredevil. Jones was like nigh on perfect. That show was awesome. See, I prefer Daredevil. Mm, you're a freak. What was your favorite episode this season? This season, oh god, uh, that hour long one, the fourth one, and maybe the episode nine where they're in the prison and uh, 
Daredevil being Punisher sent to kill the guy, and it just turns into the fight from Old Boy in a hallway. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was great. But episode four was like a whole. That was good because that was a whole proper clash and nice, nearly cinema film length episode. Do you, did you feel like they were trying to make it ambiguous as to whether or not Daredevil shot the guy trying to save him? Well, you know, on the roof where the guy gets shot no, in the head, he didn't shoot him. Someone was saying online they made it ambiguous. I was trying no. to see if anyone else saw that. He quite clearly got shot. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know. But someone made an argument and I read it and I wasn't like, oh, this has changed my mind. I was always like, I don't understand how this can be that person's opinion. <laughs> but yeah, Daredevil Season 2, it's good. You can watch it in one day. Well, if you like me, you wake up at 9 o'clock. How many episodes is it? It's 13, 13 and they're an hour long. Yeah, and I, I just sat in on the Friday because I had the day off work and I just oh, yeah. so watched good. it from 9 o'clock through to... I didn't finish it till 3am because I had to pop out and get food um, and have a bath. But, you know... That's that's life sometimes. It's good. We've got yeah. Luke Cage coming next. A little teaser for Luke Cage plays. When you yeah, that was nice. Sweet motherfucking Christmas. Yeah, and I've got a feeling that the way they're building towards is having uh, Foggy be the guy who sort of appears in each series <sighs> and lean together because he's now got a job working with Hogarth. Yeah, I thought that they were just going to carry Hogarth. Anne Moss be that person. Well, she was not in Daredevil before, but now she works for Lady her Loki? company. No, that's silly. She might be Lady Loki. No, no. She's Loki's... got other lesbian adventures. That's true. That's all she good. loves a lovely, lovely wife. But now you've got like Foggy from Daredevil is linked to her company. Yeah. He's going to be involved in Iron yeah, Fist yeah, yeah. and everything. He's, well, he's, they've already said that he's got experience with superheroes. That's mm. what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted someone with experience with superheroes. But, Am I um, wearing underwear? I don't know, man. I hope I am. That was very tall. Where was it? Yeah, yeah it just oh, came right On my through. chair. It's chair made out of wood. You scrub it down. No. It'll absorb oh. it. No, it won't. It will. Very oh. awkward. Anyway, anyway my next cunt. review is going to be Daredevil Season 2. Um, we've already gone over this. Look, right, you had your opinion, it's my turn. Alright, Daredevil Season 2 is not as good as Season 1, but that is because there are certain things about superhero that are ingrained in their personality if you've read the comics. You've already got an idea of who you're dealing with. So when it comes to Daredevil, everyone knows he's blind, everyone knows he's... not he's- really, though, is he? Everyone knows he's blind. Everyone knows he's got bat powers. Everyone knows that he's super athletic and a little bit stronger because that's what happens when you lose your eyesight. You get better. So, um, so everybody knows that about him already. And also, you know his moral compass leans towards not killing. You know that he is a hero. And by mm. definition, a hero as opposed to an anti-hero is someone that saves people rather than killing them. The bad guy is always, always someone they won't put down. It'll be someone they save in their own way. They put him to prison so they can't. Ben Affleck's Daredevil kill people. Did he? Yeah, he chucked the guy on the train tracks, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, um, so in regards to that, I didn't need this series as it was presented. I didn't need, will Daredevil kill? What kind of hero is he? What part of the line is he skirting? Is he good fully or is he bad partially? He's chaotic neutral. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know how you already know that I didn't need him to be like oh is he going to kill oh, you good. can't do but, this yeah. you can't do that I mean I like the first series because it's the building of a hero mm. it's taking someone it's them finding their footing and being a proper hero and then this one should have been them learning how not to get stabbed mm. yeah. all the time Yeah, because fuck he gets stabbed a lot he gets in that stabbed first time. he gets shot with an arrow in this one hey, did you know that Nobu is the guy that he set on fire yeah yeah, I didn't didn't link those together, but yeah, it's the yeah. guy that he fights in the first series that he set yeah, fire. Because he's a ninja and he's Japanese. Of course he's back. <laughs> of course he's. Of course, course he's the same person as the other Asian man that he possibly fought. Yeah. That might not have even been Asian because we didn't know because he was wearing a fucking mask. Anyway, it's besides the point. I'm getting angry. There's no point in getting angry. But I didn't need this series to be about this. What I would have liked is a little bit more focus on the Punisher. Because John 
Burfinal, he was awesome. Mm. And also they did a lot of work around his fighting style. So you know how the Daredevil, he, he's about, he's not that much shorter. But the Daredevil's fighting style is all about moving his body in a way that he covers a lot of distance, hits a lot of people, yeah. A lot of movement, a lot of speed. The Punisher is about responding to every situation with just punching someone at the right time. Hmm. So a lot of their fights, it was a case of Matt Murdock would go and try and swing a swing a hook, swing another one. The Punisher would just block the hook and just punch him in the chest, and it looks incredible. And it's a, a nice and realistic way of doing it, though. It's not like someone who's like got ninja powers and they're sparring and they're like hitting every move back. It's just yeah. he hit, knocks one back, responds straight away, and like. Where Daredevil was trying to hit him as many times as possible just to, you know, flurry him, knock him, and then just give him the final blows. The Punisher's just like, I'm just going to fucking break you. Bang! So a lot of the fights were fantastic and it was really well choreographed. One thing that did annoy me was the shit ton of digital blood in that corridor scene that you mentioned earlier, the prison one. Yeah. Very obvious digital blood. Yeah, but there's a reason for digital blood when you're shooting a TV show. Yeah, it's cheaper. You can't be washing all those clothes and changing them every time. I know, I know, (laughs) but I just wish they'd maybe a little bit more budget on the digital blood because it looked pretty bad. (laughs) But um, other than that, yeah, no, great. I really, really liked it. Electra was a bit of a non-entity. She was a spoiled rich girl that was destined to be a murderer. She reminded me a lot of... um, Who's the character that was in Farscape, the Australian woman? I'd never watched Sparscape. What is wrong with you, you freak? I had a fucking life when I was a She's kid. in Pitch Black as well. Oh, is she? Yeah, she gets ripped in half by all these things. Oh, space. Katie. Yeah, not Katie Sackhoff. Roma. Uh, she's in Stargate as well. Roma Mitchell, Romy Mitchell. No. Stargate? Yeah, she's in Stargate in the later <laughs> series. But she's in... <laughs> What's her face? She's farting again. <laughs> no. It's all in the thing. That's it gets thought. all in the air. And then people are going to hear it. It's going to be digitally transposed and I start a new disease. It's like oh. digital diarrhea. Um, but I'm anyway. Like Pontypool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great film. Mm. You can't say certain words so they get around it by speaking French. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Who am I smiling at? This I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. Daredevil season two. It's fantastic. It's still good. But now my order of how I like the series that are coming out, Marvel, Netflix, it goes uh, in order of chronology. So you've got Daredevil Season 1, then you've got Jessica Jones, then you've got Daredevil Season 2. Still fantastic, still better than 90% of the shit they put on TV, but just, yeah. you know, I just I, I have my wants from this series. and I'm, Let's get on with it and give us Iron Fist, for God's sake. Yeah, Iron Fist is going to be interesting. How mm. they make that a thing, because he's just going to look just like Daredevil to begin with, isn't he? With a fucking sash around his head. Yeah. Unless they do it so that Danny Rand is just out and out fucking Iron Fist. I reckon he'll appear in Luke Cage. I reckon that's how they'll Yeah, him. he'll definitely appear in Luke Cage. Yeah. And then, yeah, definitely appear in Luke Cage. I want to punish a series now, or at least a one-off like Netflix movie. Yeah, I'd like three episodes. Three episodes, and I'd like it to be Punisher Warzone, and I'd like it to be he Punisher follows... Wars. That film's yeah. terrible. No, no, sorry, not Punisher. <laughs> War Journals, was that the Punisher? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they could call it Punisher War Journals, and it's just him going down to Louisiana, tracking down links to the hand. I can be cool if they did a one-off film of Welcome Home, Frank. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. That's the one with the Russian fight, which yeah. they kind of did. Yeah. Like, half of the Thomas Jane film was Welcome Home, Frank. I actually don't mind the Thomas Jane film. It was good. I don't... I, uh, Punisher War Zone is more a comic than it is a film. It's ridiculous, that film. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all comic. It's not, yeah. it's not a film. But I still enjoy it for being a stupid, crappy film. Uh, it's the very freaking rocket launches the parkour guy. Yeah, yeah. 
then um, throws the other guy on the railings and you just see him go <laughs> land on his head yeah I, I that was fine like but the first punch of film I, the opening the the fight scene where his family's killed mm. that's pretty cool yeah. pretty cool and uh, Thomas Jane running I've got that I've barefoot. got the American import it from America his, his barefoot run down that pier mm. every time I see that I'm like oh splinters Splinters, yeah. Oh, oh, can you imagine? Mm. Oh, anyway, so I give Daredevil season two, I give it a solid, solid Tom Hanks from the 80s. Ooh. I'm going to remember it fondly. I'm even going to enjoy it again. But it's just not the same. Just not the same as Tom Hanks from the 90s. No. I know they're going the wrong order, but you know what I mean? In, levels of, in terms of quality. That sleepless in Seattle. Tom Hanks from the eighties hadn't discovered his love of pissing yet. No, that's true. That's true. Or his love of email. He loves you've pissing. Got mail. Loves Great pissing film. on films. Great film. You've got mail. In what what series was that featured prominently as a favourite film by one Seth Rogen? In what series? Yeah, with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Well, he's only in like what show is it? Was he in Reno Nine One One? He's in a lot of TV programs and cameos, like broad series. I don't watch like. him. He's irritating. All right. Well, it was un- it was undeclared. All oh, right. Great series. Did you ever watch that? No. It's really good. That doesn't have superheroes in it. That gets a Tom Atkins. Yeah, but it has Jax Teller. Hey. Jax Teller. Hey. Jax Teller. Don't know who that is. Ben Stiller. I know Ben Stiller. I've heard of him. Jason Segel. Yeah, he's that Adam. Irritating guy. Adam Sandler. Hey. Adam Sandler. Okay. Um, Adam Sandler. Not the bad Adam Sandler, though. It was the Adam Sandler where you could see he was giving up on life. Oh, right. But he still had a tiny spark of reality. Carry on doing that. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer to his new film with David Spade? No. It's like Cancer for the Eyes. Next! Next! Next review, Anne! Oh. Speeding through this. Are we? Right. I'm going to review season 10 of the X-Files. What? Was it season 10? Oh, the most recent one? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Or yeah. 11. Six episodes, condensed X-Files, no filler, all sort of killer, mostly. First Joel episode McHale. was a bit shaky. But, um, yeah. Joel McHale. It was a bit of an uneven series. Like, the first episode's a bit shaky. The last episode didn't end. Neither did episodes one and two. Um, some of the episodes just sort of, like, they got to a point where you think you're getting an ending, and then it went, oh, we're done now. Oh. Like, they had these psychic twins in the second episode, and they make some guy's eyes pop out, and then you're outside the hospital, and they've, they've gone somehow. <laughs> Weird. Um, I think because they wrote themselves into a corner, these psychic twins could make anyone just collapse to the ground and start freaking out, so yeah. they couldn't catch them. How old were the twins? Like, teenagers or something, weren't they? I just kill them. Yeah, just stab them. Bang, bang. But um, episode three was amazing. Think about that. Episode three was, oh, was classic, like, comedy X-Files episode. Have you seen it? No, I haven't watched any of it. Oh, okay. The basic premise of episode three. Yeah. Um, Stoner and Dude, for, Stoner and Chick, who have been in other episodes of the X-Files, um, Tyler Labine, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. And the other girl, they, they're in the forest and they come across this guy who's being eaten or mm-hmm. something. And then this monster comes running out of the forest. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh my God, uh, it's a monster. It's a werewolf or a were monster. It's a were lizard guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're looking for this man who can turn into a lizard and he's attacking people and biting their flesh. Mm-hmm. Gradually, as this story goes on, it turns out it's actually the story is the lizard is actually a lizard who was bitten by a man, and now he turns into a man during the day, and he's just trying to get on with his life, and he's starting to pick up all these human traits, like watching crappy daytime TV and eating terrible things and getting a mediocre retail job. Mm. Um, the truth is, there's a killer on the loose who's just a guy who wants to bite people to death. Um, 
He's like an animal protection agency guy. So it's a where no wait. So there's it's a man where or some sort a where man yeah who was a lizard opposite way round who helps them track down a killer. Well, they don't believe him. What Mulder like ends up like meeting him in a cemetery and he finds out there's a legend of how to kill one of these things by stabbing them with like, some green glass in their like kidney or something. Yeah, and he's trying to get Mulder to commit suicide, kill him for him, and he tries to explain the whole story and he keeps embellishing the truth, like yeah. saying that when he met Scully, she was overcome with passion and stuff. And he's like, that didn't happen. Just, <laughs> um, but the whole, that whole episode's amazing. Just yeah. like pure comedy, brilliant yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, the series was like a bit sort of shaky. There's another stalker horror one. They sort of kind of hit all the regular X Files um, hits. Just like instead of instead of twelve, it yeah, it was six. Mythology, psychics, monsters, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, the last episode didn't end. Um, everyone, there's been a virus. Because mm. of course it has. Um, they make out the invasion that was meant to happen in 2012 that they kept mentioning at the end of the previous the original X Files series. Yeah, was actually a virus. People's DNA had alien cells in it from vaccinations because they got fear vaccinations or some shit. So this um, is every every stupid parent in America's dream. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But they all got alien DNA in them, and, uh, and it's targeting people. So it's killing off the military first, then the police, and all this sort of stuff, making them ill. So it's an intelligent disease. Yeah, that's programmed to kill people according to their jobs. Yeah, and only people who can survive it are the ones who have been not got any of this stuff in them. But so, like cigarette smoking how, man. How does your job change your genetic code in a way that a virus can detect your job. Because it's not a regular virus, it's controlled. It's like an intelligent thing someone... But the problem is, what, would it be location-based? No. Or do they have everyone's DNA on record? As such, yeah. It's alien (laughs) DNA and it's designed... And the idea is... So, so in 2012... Yeah, but it's it's triggered by stuff, so they basically trigger it in different groups. So they're like, you know, sneak a trigger in somewhere so that that group of people gets the disease. Then it starts spreading. But here's my argument, and I don't want to make the X-Files sound stupid. Don't. Because X-Files it seems to do it itself. Seems to do it itself right now. But Robbie Amell's in it. If, <laughs> I know, I know, I heard about that. But if... If the virus was based on inoculations... No, they're not, it's the, they're basically, everyone's got their DNA messed around with. Okay. So they've all got alien DNA in them. Yeah. And they keep saying alien DNA over and over so again. So are they trying to say that the aliens know what our jobs are going to be? The secret organisations that are in charge. It's not yeah. the aliens who are doing it, it's people. Yeah. But the secret groups that's in charge with cigarette smoking man's part of and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the cabal or They basically go, right, these people are going to be next and they go and act, they go and infect them. They use whatever trigger it is to kick off that virus. So they have like a database of names and they just go, enter. Bas- and then that database gets infected. They'll, they'll find ways of trigger, they use stuff to trigger the infections. So it's probably like in the water and they make sure that those people are drinking but that water and it triggers the it. water can't, no! No! Not if That's not it. how water works! No, the water doesn't need to know. They put something in the water, in water or whatever. So, but yeah, but. They're triggering it for purpose, do, targeting. Do, you know how water works. How does water. This is stupid, Ad! This is fucking ridiculous! No, I'm saying, what they've done is they. <laughs> no! What are you doing? You're, giving you're, you're thinking the disease is doing the thing switching it on. They're switching no! it on. No! What I'm saying is, what is the trigger? Because Whatever they've used, they've they find something. They can't just press enter and then people are like, oh god, I've got the cold! No, no, no. It's and like a smallpox thing they and all that. They've all got different area. diseases. Can't target an area because the police force, they're civilians. It's not an area, they just know that it's military groups, so they sneak it in their rations or whatever, so when they eat them, it triggers off the 
Vice, okay. some stuff like that. So they're setting but off. But then how would you take out generals and people like that? They all get it. They're all going to get in any old house. They'll all be coughing up shit. That will infect people other that, people. But what about people? Oh, wait, so it's infectious. Yeah. So it is a disease. It transmits all over the place, yeah. But it's okay, all... because you said, when you said it's not a virus, it's something they activate, I thought you meant like, oh, you could only die and get the virus if it's activated. You can't spread it by coughing in someone's face. Well, spread it and all that sort of shit. Oh, right, yeah. okay. So you wouldn't even need to activate every group. You just activate one. But you start off in like the most important ones, so they're out first. So the people so who could like, protect the others are gone. So it wouldn't be services. It'd just be like, oh, look, here, Washington. Well, you want to take out the military and then the police and then the hospital, you know, the doctors, so that gradually all the structures for support are gone. No, you just go... So then all the people who are left, all the regular civilians, which is the most of them who are getting the viruses, have got nowhere to go for help, so they'll all be dead. But... That would be the same case if you just activated it everywhere. But no, because you're still going to have military ones who are still going to be working and stuff like that. They might have time to stop themselves from picking anything up. How? CDC suits and all that sort of stuff. You want to take out the guys who have yeah, the virus suits. How many people are going to be able to save themselves? Like, free? Oh, not many. Yeah. But it's been triggering over two years. Like, they've been... It and, says, like, you've got, like, CDC would be one end of the country, and then the other end you'd have, like, this one dude just like, well, I didn't get the fucking virus. This is yeah, shit. They're gonna. But there's a whole bunch of people who they've purposely picked to not have it, who they can't die. Scully. Nah. Mulder. Well, Scully's got, like, um some crazy shit going on in her DNA. Has she? Yeah. She's psychic. She's got all sorts of weird stuff going on. Mulder, he's he's part alien. No. He's part cigarette he's, smoking uh, man. He's dying. Is he? Yeah, he's, that's where the episode ends. Yeah. With uh, Scully's figured out a cure. and Oh. She's found a way to give everyone... Her DNA, basically, she's one of the ones that Cigarette Smoking Man's chosen to not die. For some reason. She's hot. Hmm. So... a banger. He, she basically makes up, a vi- uh, makes up a cure from her DNA to try and spread it to other people. Okay. So like love cats. Yes, I guess. Well... Yeah, that episode didn't end. There's a great episode where... Um, Sounds like it's never going to end. Where a guy blows up this place and everyone hates him because he's Islamic. There's an Islamic bomber and he's in a coma and he's all like got no legs and arms and all this sort of stuff. And Mulder tries to use some magic mushroom type stuff to trip balls and have a like vision quest with him. Ends up just running off all over the place and dancing around inside a country like line dancing place and he dreams as the four horsemen are around him. It gets very weird. It's very, very they weird. They spent, spent an episode doing this, but didn't end the series. No, the series, this, that's the previous episode, that. The finale is like, everyone's dying of this virus. Oh. Um, and then, like, a big alien spaceship turns up and the episode ends. Oh. Like, on a highway, right above Scully. She's, nice. Yeah, she's like, I think Mulder's too far along, I don't think we can save him. And then he goes, doom! And it ends. And they haven't got another series planned. I don't, it doesn't sound like they had this one planned, eh? No. Sounds like <laughs> they made all this shit up on the spot. That's X Files for you. Aliens. Again, ghosts. But, um, were lizards. It felt like it felt like old X Files again. No, it felt it did. It no. felt silly. It was a little bit. Didn't have Robert Patrick. Well, no, because he's not proper X Files. Robert Patrick was replacement Mulder. Well, he, he was better than Mulder. Nice. Because it was less of that baggage. It was like he just wanted to solve the mysteries. He didn't have. He wasn't constantly going. Ah, uh, you know, vaccinations. Vaccinations are the way of controlling the masses, man. It's like, why would you be in the FBI? Yeah, he you was fucking the, pillow. He was the skeptic, and then Scully became the believer when he came in. That was the whole point. The dichotomy switched, so she wasn't being skeptical because she's seen shit now. When he came in, he was basically. Yeah, but it doesn't always seem like Mulder's not seen anything. Like he saw his sister get taken originally. And then every series, he's always like off doing something, and then the bad shit happens, and he's just like, "Oh look here, guess guess Tombs died." 
I guess Toombs squeezed himself too tight and he's never going to come back and then he comes back and eats someone else's liver. Like, stupid series. X-Files is legendary. Well, the original series is fun because it it was just... This series was fun. They had a they had a killer who was um in paintings like they just sort of like he's made out of trash and stuff. So basically, he's like a weird sort of thought. So he's demon just he's thing. just the first bit of CGI ever that was no, from no, young Sherlock Holmes. He's like just that, a stained glass mirror man. No, it's like this guy. It's an artist. He makes these paintings and he gets obsessed with painting this one man, <clears throat> and his like deep dark thoughts come to life in this creature, and it comes out and just starts ripping people shreds. Really gory episode. Just literally grabbing people and ripping their arms off and clubbing them with them. So, like, spare parts? He's just ripping them to with pieces. With Lapidus? Maybe. He's got, like... And Brad Dorff. He's got, like, shit Lapidus. just coming off him. Like, he's got a plaster over his nose, and when it falls off, all this, like, snotty shit comes flying out his nose. But wait, why would he have snot if he's just made out of someone's bad feelings? It's all weird stuff. He's, like, dead bodies and all this sort of stuff. Oh. Why would a dead body produce spot snot? It's all sorts of stuff, man. Right, he's okay. got but this sounds shit. silly... Sounds silly. Did you enjoy it though? Yeah. Uh, you gonna watch the next series? If they make one, yeah. yeah the make. They will. They'll make another one. Because they'll make another one. They'll be like, no more. Full stop. They saved the world. Yeah. EMPs, virus cure. Nah, they will look for it. They'll save it. It works well they, in this they condensed They hate form. each other. Mulder and Scully hate each other. It's, what? What? David, David Duchovny, Duchovny and they're in a David. relationship with each other in real life. Yeah. I thought they hated each other. No. No. no, they've been going out with each other for like a, like a couple of years or something. No. Yeah, after he split up with Tia Leone. He was dating Tia Leone. He was married to her. <gasps> I like Tia Leone. Yeah. She was in Bad Boys. Yeah. She was a bad girl. Mm. Mm. But yeah, there's um mm. decent series. <laughs> I'm going to watch Bad Boys and Wang tonight. Oh. You're going to hear the music and <laughs> what you want, what you want. <laughs> Matt's Don't do that. All right. Is it my review now? Yeah, sure. Why not? Alright, my silly. third review is going to be the most recent series of the Venture Brothers. Venture oh, that's Brothers terrible. Season it sounds six. silly. They just made it up on the spot. <laughs> they did. Um, so, uh, the Venture Brothers is a series about family, uh, a bit like, a bit like, um, Johnny Quest. It's a boy adventurer who grew up to be nothing like his father, who sadly passed away when he was about 20. And he now has two sons, and they find themselves on these wacky adventures. Um, most series are based on the family, the dynamic, and the integration of different organizations that control the good and bad side to superheroes and wacky, wacky characters that you usually find in kids' TV shows. Um, but what's been interesting um, since its beginning is they've been building that mythology in quite a clear way and then doing things to tear it down and then rebuild it with different characters taking over. And there's a familiar set of people that you sort of see coming in and out of different functions within the, within the entirety of this, of this series. Um, but season six changed slightly because it gave it a more Avengers style twist. Um, basically, in the last series, um, someone passed away and left Dr. Venture a lot of money. So he now has this massive company and all these, all these, uh, different things at his disposal to, to sort of start Venture Industries again properly. Because since his father died, it's been a slowly dying business. He's sort of been cleaning, cleaning. Is it even a business? Yeah, they make stuff sometimes. Um, that he's been clinging to, and he's just not done anything with it, and he's not really had any, he's not realized his potential. So, um, he's been given this company, uh, he immediately fires everyone. Fair enough. Almost, almost bankrupts him, like, straight away. Almost destroys the company straight away. 
But he brings in Quizboy and um and I can't remember his name. The albino bloke. The uh Billy Quizboy and I don't know, it's been years since I watched Venture Brothers. But he um he hires his friends to be, when it's on now, to, to be professors and uh, to help him develop stuff and they try and develop existing properties. Um it's just it's one of those things where that works within this universe because he's just that incompetent. Um what's nice is they have their version of the Avengers sort of they have a version of the Avengers mixed in with um the Justice League. Mm. So you've got an Amazonian woman but she's only got one tit and she's massive. She's like bigger than Brock. Mm-hmm. And she's really hench. And then you've got a version of Captain America that's called Stripes and Garters. And it's a cross-dressing bloke who, who, who has the old Captain America shield. <laughs> Do you remember the, the, the like, yeah. yeah, the traditional medieval one? And there's another guy I can't remember who doesn't really have any, any dynamic. Um, but they keep getting attacked by supervillains in this. So Brock keeps getting to fight these more and more, more and more, uh, creative and strange people. And one of the, one of the standouts is Jeffrey Wright plays a, plays a bloke named Think Tank, which is a kind of a massive head who has a tank that has like shields and, and has all these different gadgets that he tries to fight Brock with. And uh, that's really fun. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a story. This is this is probably the best season so far for a cohesive arc throughout. See, uh the monarch has had to move back into his parents' old place. And in the first episode in the first episode he falls down the stairs and finds out that his dad used to be this legendary superhero called the Blue Marvo. Do you mind? <laughs> See how much that fucking... I know. That's pretty good, right? Oh. He, he, um, so he finds out his dad was this... <laughs> your face. His dad was a superhero called the Blue Marvo. Oh. And the Blue Marvo was... Um, well, he was he was legendary for being like... Uh, like a bit like um, the Green Hornet. He had like a Asian bodyguard that would go out and fight Racist. people for him. What, because I said the race of someone? Well, it's just always an Asian bodyguard, isn't it? No, that's the green. No, the Green Lantern was no, not the Green Lantern. Green Hornet was an Asian bodyguard. That's the same as but the Kato, Kato was the bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. The Green Hornet was like Green Hornet was just the, the dad, the guy. Shitty. Yeah. Anyway, Lone Ranger's great grandson. Anyway, this has had the best storyline so far because um, yeah, it, the Monarch basically can't arch Doctor Venture anymore because he's got this business. He's now level ten arch. Mm-hmm. This is the highest level you can possibly have. So they've got him. Being, um, being arched by this Wilson Fisk, like, pretty, like, fake Wilson Fisk that's actually part, like, manatee. Not fair enough. So he's this massive fat guy that's super strong. So he's their version of Wilson Fisk, and he's now arching Dr. Venture. And Dr., and to get to the point where he can arch Dr. Venture, the monarch is trying to take out all the other level tens, so that he can, so he can just rise up in the ranks of the New so York. So the monarch's civilians. basically doing no more heroes. Yeah, the monarch's basically becoming a hero to become a villain. Nice. And it's um, it's fairly interesting, especially with uh, Twenty One, because Henchman Twenty One, he's obviously. Yeah, did so you? Isn't this the plot to Afro Samurai? Maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, you know Henchman Twenty One. No, the two, well, the two chubby idiots. one. Yeah, yeah, there was a skinny and the chubby one. The yeah. skinny one died. Oh. And then the chubby one became a really fat but really well trained martial artist and like henchman who's got like hand so knives. Definitely and ninja. No, because he's competent. <laughs> oh. But he he's on par with Brock now. He's fought Brock a few times and they've held their own against each other. Oh. So he's like the monarch's version of Brock, but he doesn't kill. But in this series he's accidentally killing people quite a bit. He's just like just blowing shit up and dropping stuff on people, just completely by accident. Um and then also um just all of it all of it is just really well developed really thought out and it it all ties in there's a couple of bum episodes but 
what TV program does not have episodes. Um, and and it's just it's short. It's only ten episodes. It's about normal for them, isn't it? No, usually it's about. It can be up to eighteen. Yeah, eighteen twenty-two. Mm. Uh, but it's really good. I can't. I if you're a fan of the Venture Brothers, then it's really really good. I've only got, recently like, ended. Million series to catch up on. No, it's eight series. <laughs> yeah, I've only seven, I seen six, six, about series, series two or three. It might be it might be season six. I'm not mm. sure. I can't remember. I think it is season six. Yeah, it's just been on. Um, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's much better than the last series. The last series, um, there was a lot of like separation between groups because Brock left Sphinx, but then Sphinx was still operating under 21 for the first few episodes and then they weren't and then just, it was a mess. It's a little bit of a mess because they couldn't really decide where they wanted to go. But in this one, you've got OSI, which is the spy organization and the Guild of Calamitous Intent, which is the villain organization. And they're both just these bureaucratic entities. If you want to do anything, you have to fill out a form with one and then they have to all phrase it with the other. And they have to match groups according to rank and the ranks based on the financial income plus the bodyguard rating, the bodyguards. And it's just all this stupid shit just to go and beat someone up in the name of being a dick in a costume. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but I give this a solid Tom Atkins. It's, mm. It was really impressive. I watched it very, very happily each week. It's not like The Walking Dead where sometimes The Walking Dead, I feel like someone got into the writing room that had too much faith in Jesus. Like, I don't know if you remember the last series of The Walking Dead or the series before. They, they've been in that place the whole... No, last season was when they got into uh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. yeah. Um, before they found Alexandria, there was an episode in which they went to hide in a barn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there were zombies outside and they were going to get in. So they all had to push against the door. And do you remember what happened in that episode? The zombies went. No, no. <laughs> They all were pushing against the door and they were getting tired. They were about to give up and they were just going to fight the zombies and then Daryl saw a Bible. Oh. And he looked at it and there... In my head, when I see this scene, I see a beam of light coming down between the cracks of the, the ceiling and they're just shining down on the Bible. But in reality, each member of the party was just looking at the Bible like... And then all of a sudden there was a flood <laughs> and then the zombies were killed by the flood. A uh. flood in which trees were torn out the ground and dragged through the woods. They didn't touch the barn. They didn't destroy the barn. They just killed all the zombies and cleared it out so they could live. And I thought, this is fucking stupid now. That's fine. This is silly time fucking kiddie frolics. That's fine. It's walking dead. Not fine. Terrible. Terrible. But yeah. Um, I give, give season six of Adventure Brothers a Tom Atkins. Really enjoyed it. Your review. Okay. Um... What am I going to review next? Um, I'm going to review Rogue Galaxy on PS4, which is a PlayStation 2 game, which is available on the PS4 now. It's one of their um, one of the first games they chucked on there. It's like they keep calling it a backwards compatibility type thing, but it's not really because I can't play my PS2 games on the PS4. Um, and like while this Rogue Galaxy itself, really good RPG made by Level Five, it's kind of a bit like Xenoblade and Final Fantasy XII. Got that sort of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but it's turn based, isn't it? No, no, it's a hack and slash type thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, you can stop. It's the same combat as Xenoblade and Final Fantasy where you can stop it if you want and pull a move off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a good game. But it's like, they what they've done is they've given it like a HD sheen as all these PS2 games have had. They've, they're upscaled for 1080p. So they look all nice and crisp and all that sort of stuff. They look as good as a PS2 game could possibly look upscaled. It's not like they've redone the textures and they haven't reworked the games into widescreen or anything like that. They've added trophy support and, you know, you can use PlayStation Share and all that lot because a lot of time when you get backwards compatibility on consoles, certain features are lost. 
Yeah. This just operates as if it's a PS4 game. Um, so they've done a pretty good job of how they've, like, converted that, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I do feel it's a little bit weird that you can't just put PS2 games in your PS4. Because this is clearly, like, straight-up emulation. Like, I I can't imagine that they're having to do a massive amount for each game. Like, to make it work. Yeah. Um... It must just—it it must not take a lot of like horsepower either. You, there must well, be some. The cell architecture is the pain, so that that'll be a problem. They're making it Wait, making so it translate. It's a PS3 game. It's a PS2 game on PS4. Well, then no, it's not cell architecture. Yeah, it's cell just... was PS2. Motion engine was PS2. Yeah, same thing. Whatever. It was a nonsense engine that they. Just it's like a it's single a, core CPU. It was a nightmare to code for. Oh, really? so they have to like rework how it. Yeah, but does. they must be able to. But yeah, it can't be too much for a PS4 to handle. Like, no, it must be super easy. I imagine it wouldn't be too hard to do, you know, Xbox 360 style and, you know, maybe not every game, but emulate certain games straight up. Um, but this, it's, it's really nicely done. The game's really good so far. What I've played of it, a few hours in. Um, you know, it's got Spike Spiegel in it, Stephen Bloom. Everyone likes Stephen Bloom. Will Friedel's oh, the main character. That's pretty cool. Um, it's got a big old interplanetary adventure. You sort of go from one planet to the other in a pirate ship, like literal pirate ship. Which reminds me a little bit of uh, sort of somewhere between Battleship Ship Yamoto and uh, Ulysses Thirty One. So it's a space pirate ship. Yeah, and you're travelling around. You're looking for monsters. You get to fight big old monsters, and they have like special ways of fighting them. I love um, beasties. You have a gun monsters. that can make platforms, so you like fire at the monster to make platforms on it, so you can jump up the monster and attack her weak spot. Oh, okay. Her. Just quite cool. Sexes. No, attack her weak spot. But um, yeah, it's a decent game, and it looks really nice on PS4. The way they've upscaled it. I think they should, if they're going to do this with PS2 games, then maybe they should put a bit more effort in if they're going to, you know, not do it. I know they put trophy support and whatnot, but if they're, they should maybe, you know, get the games reconfigured for widescreen or something, or chuck in some new, you know, online play if it's got multiplayer or something. Yeah. Something just to make it worthwhile that we're not just, you know, a reason why we can't just chuck our discs in and play them. Because backwards compatibility this generation has been a bit of a shit show, really. Xbox One's been fine. Yeah, but you still can't. You can't play every game. No, but you're no. not going to be able to because again, it was, it was a weird. That's the structure. thing. They could have thought about that in advance. Well, well, same with the PS4. They could have thought about that in advance, but they want to push their streaming service, which isn't working out. Has anyone actually used that streaming service? What is it? PlayStation Now. You know, you stream PS3 games. That's their idea of backwards compatibility with PS3, so you can stream PS3 games. Oh yeah, fuck the thing that's in TVs. Yeah. Something like that. It's in PlayStation Now, it's called. Yeah, it's in TVs. That's yeah. the only place that I knew it from. It's in Sony Xperia TV. Not yeah. Xperia, Sony TVs. It's also on phones. Um, no, as far as I know, mm. no one uses it. Yeah. The only place I could see that ever being needed is on a uh, PS TV. You know, the little tiny thing? Yeah, the Vita TV. Yeah. yeah. Why? But anywhere else, why would you have it? Especially in a TV. If you wanted a TV, you don't want a fucking games console inside. So there's something else to go wrong. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want nice backwards compatibility because I've got a lot of PS2 games. I've got a lot of PS1 games. And I've got three generations of PlayStation out right now. I'd like to condense that down to one, please, Sony. I have a PS2, PS4 and PS3 all out. Well, you can get rid of your PS1 straight away. Well, PS1's not out. PS1, PS2 and PS3 are there for PS1 games. PS2 can go because... Can't play, play PS2 PS2. games on PS3. Yeah, but when do you play PS2? I do every now and again. I've got Persona 4 up there. Yeah, but you still haven't completed it. No, because it's a long game. It's a very long <laughs> game. <laughs> How long do you reckon that And takes? I need to do a video of Flipnik at some point. Some Japanese kid probably completed that in like four days. Doubtful. It's a, it's a long game. Nah, nah, nah. I think I've done about 40 hours on it and I'm only about like five stages in. 
It takes ages. It takes like two hours before you get to swing a sword at something. But um, yeah, like Persona. Yeah, Persona Four. Yeah, it's got. It's like a visual novel from oh. the start. Um, but yeah, Rogue Galaxy is good. Good game, and the PS4 conversion is nicely done. Um, apparently, Twisted Metal Black on the PS4 is the UK version. They haven't given us the original version, so no cutscenes. What? Yeah, the UK version. Twisted Metal Black had cutscenes. No, not on PS2. It didn't. They cut them all out because Australia got upset about something, so they gave us the same version as Australia. It's on Twitch and Dark Souls 3, the pricks. Well, they're allowed to. You should, no. You should be friends with Namco. They'd send you codes. But yeah, but Rogue Galaxy's alright. It was on sale until the end of the month, which is uh, going to be done in a couple of days, so you got a couple of days to buy at half price. Your last review, you twat. My last review is going to be Xenoblade Chronicles X. Ten hours in. Ten hours in. Ten hours in. And you haven't got your scale yet. I haven't got my scale yet. Ten hours into what I can only assume is like a seventy-hour RPG. Man, some kid in Japan did it in like four days. That's well, that's less than that's more than seventy hours. Well, he had to sleep at some point. Seems the week. Do you hear about that kid who played Warcraft? He died playing Warcraft. Died for his love. It's art. It's craft. Served um, him right. Xenoblade Chronicles X. I've never played a Xenoblade Chronicles game before this. I didn't play the one on the new 3DS. I didn't play one on the Wii. The same game. I have never played a Xenoblade Chronicles game. I picked this up because I saw a trailer in which someone was taking on a giant monster and I was like, yep, that's exactly why I bought Skyrim and that's exactly why I play so many different games. I just fucking have short man syndrome when it comes to digital content. I want to fight the biggest thing. I want to do it now and I want to die repeatedly trying to fight it. I don't care if someone tells me on like a little radio just goes like, you're never going to make it. Don't, don't take him out. I'll be like, yeah, fuck it. Look, listen, right? Got this. Don't you worry, Mr. Shut up. I've got this. So I bought Skyrim originally based on the prospect that I would get to fight dragons. I didn't buy it to run around in fields and hunt rabbits and kill skellywigs and, and fight bandits and cannibals and what else. I bought it so that I could fight dragons. The Sweet. first crafted item I made was a giant axe. Found out I could rename it, so I renamed it the fucking Giant dragon came down. This thing swoops down in the wild, ready to fight you. Just draws in and you're like, fuck. I can't beat this. Suck it up, bitch. But then, you know, you're like, in your mind, that's bigger than you, it's a higher level, this is, this is the beast to beat. This is the, the thing that's gonna end you. Instead of running, instead of worrying, instead of doing anything that would, uh, that any human would do in that situation, I ran forward, I was just like, come on, you motherfucker! <laughs> like, with this axe that I'd renamed the fucking in my hands, I was swinging at this giant winged beast, trying to take it down, trying to draw it down from the heavens. And um, I loved every second of my short man scene. I'm basically Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. Whenever I get a game where I'm just a human and there are giant monsters, if there was a Godzilla, fight the giant monsters. If there was a Godzilla game and you could just play a person with a machine gun, and they told you flat out on the box it would take millions of bullets to take down Godzilla, but he won't notice the first couple million. So like, give it a go. I, I would just, I would buy it. I would buy it and I would just start shooting. The game would be you have to hide from Godzilla as you're firing at his legs. Um, I would buy that game. I know I die. It probably can't be awful. kill Godzilla with bullets. You can. No, you can't. You can. No, you can't. As long as, as long as they're bullets made from Mothra's penis. No. Mothra doesn't have a penis. Mothra's a girl. Mafra. Mothra is a girl. Manfra. The man version of Mothra. How Batra's does... a boy. Ma- Matra? Batra. Batra. Yeah. Batra's The evil moth. But then they make What friends. was the rubbish monster? Uh, Hedera. The smog monster. Trash? Hedera. Muck? No, Hedera. Muck is a Pokemon. 
Hedva. Grimer? No. I've already told you the name. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, Xenoblade, Chron- Xenoblade Chronicles, um, it's a sci-fi based game in which you are part of a landing party called, um, aboard the ship called the White Whale. One of the crew members finds you in a small ship that's crash landed away from the main crash site. Uh, sorry. Right, you. Um, you've you've fallen. You've somehow arrived away from the main main crash site, and this woman pulls you out. You capture. She's like, "Do you remember your name?" You put your name. Standard RPG shit. You can't remember. Chungus. Chungus. No, it's Machu Machucles. Always Machucles. No. The Adventures of Machucles. Your name should always be Chungus. No, it's always Machucles. Anyway, a swear word. In RPGs, it's always Machucles. The Adventures of Machucles. Uh, when I used to play branching. Cheeky Cheeky Boys, I used to put my name in a shit because at one part of the game a character went, I know you, you're shit, aren't you? And it made me laugh. <laughs> Your self-esteem must have been high. I loved it. You only had like five letters to put a name in, so I was like, go for it. So they're basically discriminating against anyone with more than four letters in the name. It's outrageous. Stupid. Um, but yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles, it's a, what, one thing that I have never experienced in a game. I, I've never actually seen this in any game. Love. No. <laughs> they have little hearts that appear above them. It's like Outrun when oh. you did something good. Oh. <laughs> a little heart pops up. Like, I like that answer. And I'm always a cocky prick, so I'm always like, yeah, nod. Yeah, boast. <laughs> Don't give a fuck button. Just slam that in. Um, but no, uh, one thing that's really nice, the first environment you come out into, that it's peppered with a couple of animals as you're coming out into this little valley. And then as you go out into the valley, you can see that there's like a, um, there's a part that opens up. Mm. And there's water. And there's bigger monsters. And you think to yourself, oh, they're never, that's, that's gonna be like, it's gonna be invisible walls. No, we'll be able to go there. That'll be the next area. But then you go out there and sure enough, there's these massive fucking creatures that you can start shooting at if you really want to. But they're all like level 81. And they've got a few level nines skulking, skulking some herbivores over in the distance. And you can take those on if you want to, but you're only level two, so you'll never be able to defeat them. But it feels like a living environment. So you've got level level eighty ones by the sea. And you've got a couple of level thirty twos over by a bay. You've got a couple of level eighteens. They're these like big like human, well ape looking monsters with four arms, and they're like running around the place a bit like. Um, you got to level up. A bit like um, God, what were the skellywags or whatever the things that are in um, scullywags? The things from Borderlands Two. Bully mongs. Bully mongs. Sorry, they say mong. Thank you. People get um, upset by that. Mong the Merciless. That's a slur. I love how you do this. Let my people But yeah, no, it's, uh, it was, it was, it's really good. Still really good. I'm going to continue playing it. This is the, this is one of the only JRPGs that I've ever got that I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I can get to the point where I can fight bigger stuff. Because I can see, I can see an end game. It's not like one of those fake ones where you get like, where it's like, you're escaping prison, and you've just got a tiny sword, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, some big fuck-off knight comes down, and he's like, Ah, you're too weak for me! Watch me play with you! And you're like, he lets you take a few whacks, and he's like, Ah! And then pushes you away, and you're like, Well, shit, now I've got to fight this guy at the end of the game. <laughs> That's basically what every JRPG feels like to me. But then in this, you've got, Alright, check out that big thing. Kill that one day. There's also some aliens. They have guns, so it's like a bit of a shooty, but it's all still that RPG Schmerp. frame. Schmerp. Schmerp. Um, it's still that RPG frame, so you've still got those movesets, and you've still got the combat bases, but you've got aliens, and you can kill yeah, them. Yeah, soon well. you're going to have a giant robot, and then you'll be able to just, like, I, like It's not until you get, like, halfway through the game that you get a you giant robot. You get on with it. Get your skin. I'm, like, chapter, what, chapter six or seven now? 
done nothing. Get your robot. But I've spent I've spent so much just going through the going through the countryside shooting at stuff. The robot transforms into jets and stuff. I don't want to play Strike Zoot Zero. Yeah, you do. You want to be placed Macross, man. That's what it's... Does it actually fly? Do yeah, they, they, go, they fly around the place and shit. Oh, so they're just like Gundams? Sort of, yeah. Big old robots, man. They, they kind of look like the I ones just, from... Um, I don't know how much I Zoe. care about that. Zone of the Enders. Yeah. They look kind of like them. What are you got to do it then? What are you doing? Making dead air. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles has blown me away because it's a Wii U game. I wasn't expecting graphical fidelity to the level I've experienced, but it looks fucking great. Mm. Plays great. Everything's there. If there's one thing I will say, it feels a bit like there's a delay to your actions. It doesn't feel like there's... When you press a button, the move doesn't happen straight away. If you're firing your gun... You might, like, you might have to wait and then it does the move. Usually in RPGs, what you find is as soon as you hit that button, it switches to that move. Mm. It's not always the case with this one. And also, there's no constant fire trigger. So I want to be holding a button to fire. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's gameplay. You want to do something and then the game do that thing on screen. That doesn't happen in this. You have your move set, you find a target and it fires automatically and then you just pick the moves from the bottom. yeah. Jumping, moving around, it's redundant in the actual battle because if something's aimed at you, there's a percentage chance it will hit. It's an RPG. So I don't really understand why there's movement in the way there is in the game at this point. So I've learned how to play it yet. You've got to jump around. There, no, there, there's other stuff get as up, well. Get up like, and get down. There are moves where if a bigger enemy, if you're fighting a bigger enemy, like I've taken on stuff that's the size of, like, say, an elephant on top of an elephant, um, and that thing will have a move where it stretches its legs up. And it will slam its ass back down to the ground, causing like an impact, like a damage, mm. a damage area, radius. You can move back to avoid that. But that's the only time I found movement really comes into, cause there's other, other things that shoot at you. And even if you move away from where it's shooting, you can still get damaged by it because there's still, it's aimed at you. There's still mm. that percentage chance. Yeah. So it's, that's, uh, it seems like a weird choice to have movement there, but it's still, it's a really good game. I'm still going to keep playing it. It's not frustrating. Yeah. You, I've died a few times. I still want to go back into the game. It's got a nice, nice uh, cause and effect. You know, it's got a nice, almost Dark Souls vibe to it, but not quite as grim. There's also a lot more to do with upgrades, traditional RPG stuff. You find a new piece of armor, you put it on. You know, Dark Souls wasn't like that. Mm. Dark Souls was you find a set of armor or you find bits from the things that you've killed, but they're never as good as the stuff that you find in a complete set of. And, you know... So it's got more hope to it. It's brighter. One thing I will say, um, there was a lot of controversy. I think we spoke about this before. Because there was censorship. Now, I'm doing censorship in air quotes for anyone that's listening to this and not in the room with us. One that's everyone. One, you were at the live event. Um, yeah. But um, there was a lot of controversy because in Japan, there's a 13-year-old character and she's like, Oh, look at that room! Machines do it for me! In their game... You meet her fairly early on. She's like a mechanic. Um, I'm guessing she's going to come into it really heavily when you get your scale, but not yet. Mm. But she, um, she's 13. Mm. And in the UK version, she's wearing like a, like a one, one piece bathing suit with like shorts. Yeah. And she's got, you know, normal, just like a 13 year old dress. There's no problem with that. Right. In the Japanese version, she's wearing a very small bikini with under costumes you could like yeah. swap a two. With under tit. Yeah. 
like below Japan for you, man. And I understand that they've got <laughs> a different way of doing things. I understand that every country has a different way of doing things, but there seemed to be this outcry that we weren't getting this cro- this costume. There are people yeah. screaming censorship, but I don't call that censorship. No, I call that localization. Can only be done by the state. Yeah. Yeah, censorship can't be done by a company. The developers <laughs> made the choice because it doesn't yeah. make sense thematically to have that, but one area that might be yeah. something that increases sales. So they've gone out of their way, at expense, their own expense, to make it so the game works for that environment and is less creepy. Yeah. They aged her up as well. In the, they did, yeah. Yeah, she's 17, I think. In no, she still says she's 13. So there's some character they changed the age of her. Oh, it might be another character that's yeah. got a bikini on then. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it drove me mad. I couldn't understand why people were in a raw. I like because there's lots of weird perverts on the internet, and they don't seem to realise they're but weird perverts. Why are they so proud of it? Because they're twats. Why do they need to? And it was the same with Project Zero. Did you hear about Project yeah, Zero? Had and Bravely thing. Default. You yeah, know, the ones with the kid style characters, yeah. and they're moaning about frigging Dead or Alive Extreme or something like. Yeah. What is what's going on that people are so proud of their broken relationships with human? The moment about Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball not coming to the UK when you can play Japanese games on any PS4, they can import it if there's that much problem for them. If they really are that desperate to wank, yeah. then yeah, go for it. Just import but it. How stupid! Yeah, it's I I don't you know when you just don't understand people. Mm. I don't understand people that murder other people. I don't understand racists. I don't understand homophobes, I don't understand those people. And now, to add that to the list, I don't understand gamers anymore? 4 channels. It's because they think they're on the side that they think's right. But they think... I, I, they I, think I, censorship bad, but they don't know what censorship is. No! They seem to get censorship and localization mixed up. Yeah. This is a developer making a decision. But they think... We're always told, oh, censorship's bad, because censorship, at the state level, is a bad thing. In, you know, a lot it's of like ways. people saying segregation's bad, but I but, don't think women need to piss in the same place as a man because yeah. men are awful. We, yeah. They're sex crimes. <laughs> like, you don't want a club yeah. where you've got a unisex toilet because men are fucking one in Annie McBeal. Worked all right for them. Yeah, but they weren't drinking, nor were they in a place like Woking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... Was it my mate said he was a... My mate works for the council. He has to go around Woking Town Centre and check out things like, you know, run yeah. and find, check the car parks and toilets and stuff. Yeah. He said he went to one of the court to- toilets down by the, you know, the down bottom end of the train station oh, yeah. near where THQ used to be. Oh, yeah. Um, and he said that he went in there and the only way he could describe it was painted in cum. <laughs> Apparently that's the site where lots of people go to have a little handy J. It's fucking grim, isn't so, it? So, yeah, not going near those toilets again. But, but anyway, so back to the point. It's just, I, I don't, I'm okay with no pervy underage yeah, girl stuff. I'm fine with that. I am so fine. And like Project Zero, I'm fine with a girl wearing a full set of clothes because I don't want to be chased by ghosts while I've got under tits sliding out. Yeah. I, you know, if I was a girl... Because they'll be the first ones to say, oh, it's destroying the vision of the game. So yeah. the vision of the game was... The fuck is Bikini the girls in a haunted the... house. Oh, yeah, the vision of the game is 13-year-olds wearing that, isn't it? It's oh, like, what if Superman... Like fought all his battles in just a like a thong. If, he doesn't need a suit. He doesn't need his costume. Do you reckon so many people would be picking up the name of Spartan Training if the three hundred just had them all with their dicks out? Yeah, like it was in the comics. But they would all be like, they'd say, "Oh, no, that's all. What's wrong? It's not right. It's not yeah, right." And it's it's like, just it's one little change. That's how. That's how it is to make it so, so that, that you be. can enjoy that game. So Super- hundreds of people can enjoy that game. Superman doesn't need an elaborate costume. He's you know, he's he's the Man of Steel. He could run around in a mankini. And do his, you know, fighting stuff. 
And instead of a cape, he can have a pink sweater tied around his neck. And yeah, that'd be fine. And he it has sassy, sassy wind powers that'd, with his the, hand. That'd be the wrist. vision. That'd be the right vision of the game. The proper theme for the game. For I me. just... Yeah, I, I don't want to associate with a group called gamers anymore. I don't want to associate with those people. I There's so much of this shit recently. I don't know why gaming is the only one we feel the need to call them gamers. Like, no one calls themselves filmers because they watch films or yeah, but musicers because they listen to music. I think it's because us as a group, like, I'm saying I am a gamer. I'm someone who plays video games quite often. Yeah, but what do you call yourself? You watch films. You don't... I'm a film you buff. Don't, yeah, but do you feel like you belong to some group of film buffs? No, because I'm better than everyone Do you feel else. that you, like... <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like that you share the same views as this whole group of no they, they all identify as film buffs no because no one's seen anywhere near as many films as I have except maybe like professionals just people anyone who listens to music a lot or watches music films a lot they're just people but that's true that is true I think that the problem is that the <laughs> reason that people use the term gamers and, and the reason it has so many negative connotations now is because they have because twats keep ruining it yeah because they have access <laughs> they're the biggest group on the internet because they just Seem to they seem to have clung to it. That's probably because so many of the games are internet based. Oh, it's they're so under attack all the time. I know. Oh. There's so oh, so many people are after us. They don't so like us. By. But your mum plays video games. Your gran plays video yeah, games. Yeah, everyone plays video games. I don't now. think your gran wants to play a game where some little girl's got underboob going on. <laughs> like, how many times has your auntie, who's a little bit racist, linked you? And ask you to, you know, donate juice to a farm or whatever the fuck. How about this? How about this? You you can have your vision of the video game, but you have to have an ID card that says you want to see images of thirteen year olds. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to have a card. You have to go and you have to go. Yep, I'm proud of this. I'm as proud as I was when I posted on Twitter. It's an outrage. You are. And you are is spelt U and then R. There's yeah, they yeah. they don't want to they don't want to waste characters on Twitter. I know someone who wants to see little images of one of thirteen year old <laughs> You're girls. You're from your school. Yeah, he's in jail. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. No, Andrew Blankley. Not allowed to say that name though. Are you allowed to say that? What? Are you allowed to out pedophiles on the internet? <laughs> anyway, are no, you done with Jeffrey, Jeffrey Chronicles? Jones. Are you Jeffrey Jones. Are you done? Jeffrey Jones from Stay Tuned. Stay Tuned. Yeah, he was a pedophile. Was he? Yeah, he took pictures of a fourteen. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, yeah. The principal. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, took pictures yeah. of a kid, didn't he? Yeah. For research. So did the director of Powder. Yeah? Yeah, he's a, he was in jail. Yeah. And every single film he's directed has little boys in their underwear at one Roman point. Roman Polanski. <laughs> Pulling a Polanski. Poor Polanski. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, His I really... His got murdered by Charlie Manson's game. Yeah. yeah, that fucking drew him To out. be honest, he kind of had a shitty life for he a few years. He went a bit nuts, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but no, Xenoblade, Chron- Xenoblade Chronicles... Um, it's really, really, really good. I, I think that my bad about it is insignificant compared to the highlights that I've had so far. And I've only been playing ten hours, as I said earlier. Um, I think I'm gonna probably come back to it and do a fuller review again later on. See how I feel after I've gotten to the end game. But for now, uh, it's a really positive experience. I really enjoy it. I'm gonna give it a, gonna give it a Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Apart from hereafter, I can't think of any bad that he's done, so uh holding him in high regards right now. So yeah, Matt Damon, just below Tom Atkins. Hereafter was an awful film. Yeah. It was terrible. Have you seen Contagion? No. It's actually quite good. I I probably watched the first ten minutes, just watched Going Faltro die, but Ah, uh, she does die. She dies because she didn't get vaccinations I don't need for her see children. Contagion. And she was steaming a, vi- a vagina. I don't need to see Contagion because I saw Outbreak years ago. <laughs> Which ends with a fucking nuclear bomb of some sort, sucking a village up. Yay. 
<laughs> it's a vortex bomb, they called it, wasn't it? Anyway, so I've got to review the last thing this week. Yeah. What am sure? I going to review? I don't know. What, what has come out this weekend? Oh, shit, are, no! That people are... You can go and spoilers really controversial. Well. I'm not going to go into spoilers. You can go into spoilers no, now. No, it's only been a few days, and, you know, you if we want spoilers, they can go to my film dump site. See what I'm doing there? Cross promotion. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, if you want spoilers, you can go to the film dump and you can read my rant, which made one person angry. Yeah, so He wasn't that. happy. He apologised, though. Did he? Yeah, he apologised earlier. Um, but yeah, Batman vs. Superman came out this week after multiple years of hype. The sequel to Man of Steel, where Superman takes second What was billion. the first bit of advertising for this? The first bit of advertising? Yeah. It's when they went and just showed the logo. No, I am legend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Batman vs. Superman was a film they wanted to make in the late 90s. Oh, right. Yeah. They wanted to... Originally, the plan of rumour was that Tim Burton's Superman was going to lead to a crossover film with Batman. That was the original idea. And then Frank George Miller's Justice League was going to come about, and that didn't happen. Imagine George Miller's Justice League. Yeah. That was awesome. They were literally about to film. They had sets built. I know. And costume I know, done. and then he didn't want to do it. No, it went wrong. It all went wrong. Someone wussed out. No, he didn't back out. It was like the whole thing just fell. They just pulled their funding. Um, and then Marvel were like, hey, let's make an Avengers. Um, but yeah, Batman vs. Superman. Make a good movie. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman tells the story of um, a very bizarre Superman who isn't really Superman. He wasn't Superman in Man of Steel, was he? Really? No. Like, like Superman is the great understander. He's always like he has the powers of a god, but he doesn't try to lord it over people. He yep. goes, "Look, you got a problem? Cool. Let's talk about this." Superman at no point ever talks about problems in these Superman films. No. Um, and after the end of the last film, where he failed miserably to take Zod away from an <laughs> occupied city um, <laughs> and destroyed large parts of it, which I'm going to blame the people of Metropolis as well, though, because. There's scenes where they're like, oh no, we should get out of here. And it's like the building in front of them is falling to pieces. <laughs> and they're like, you should get out of here. This film starts off, right? Sounds like a comedy. This film starts off with Bruce Wayne running along, watching the destruction. And he has to call a guy in the building and says, evacuate the building. And the guy's like, okay, everyone evacuate. It's like, it's literally one street away. <laughs> that cars are being lifted up and smashed into the ground. Mm. Um, it actually starts with a flashback to Bruce Wayne's origin. Um, there's a nice thematic element of the film Excalibur from 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're, the film that's playing in the theatre when they leave is Excalibur. Okay. And there's a bit at the end which recreates certain elements of the Ex- Arthurian legend. Mm. Um, specifically one of the last moments of the film Excalibur. Um, but I'm not going to spoil that stuff because it be spoils. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, I don't like how they did the Bruce Wayne's origin. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. you know, Thomas Wayne protects Bruce yeah. from Joe Chill gets shot in the process mm. wife gets killed he takes a swing at Joe Chill here and then gets killed and falls to the ground and then Martha's like ah stop and his gun gets caught on Martha's necklace what and he fires the gun and that's what breaks the necklace so you have the pearls dropping on what? the floor and they collapse like, what this sounds yeah. stupid yeah it doesn't really work the same way no. it's not in an alleyway it's out in the middle of a street so I'm sure there's witnesses everywhere like, a film just ended like surely yeah shit loads of people will the street but no. Um, Wait, they were going to see a film in this one, so we'll play. Yeah, it came out of cinema. It's a cinema in some versions. It was a cinema in Tim Burton's one. No, it was a play. No, it was a cinema in oh, Tim Burton's one. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that's a bit messed up. There's some stuff they've done really well in this film, though. Um, Bat- ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne Batman is probably the first time where he's equal parts Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm. Like, sort of, Michael Keaton's my favourite Batman, but he's like, at times he comes across like a manic Bruce Wayne. 
Michael Keaton's my favourite Batman in Batman, but in Batman Returns, he's not Batman. He's barely in Batman Returns, though. He's, yeah. Like, that's Catwoman's, one of the things Catwoman's I love. One of the things I love about Batman Returns is that it's more like Batman's this mythical thing who comes mm. in and fucks up the stuff for the bad guys, but it's all about the, the bad guys' scene, adventure. First scene in Batman, the original Batman, Michael Keaton, mm. is the two criminals discussing Batman. Yeah. And that sets everything up. You don't need any yeah. more information. Who are you? Yeah. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> um, oh, Michael Keaton couldn't bend his neck in that film, blessed, but he still made Batman seem imposing, didn't he? Yeah, always <laughs> best. Um, it's it's so at yeah, the end when ben, the Joker's on top of a building. He actually bends the entire his knees and then he just does his back in. Yeah. Just after Joker falls, he just has a scene of Batman holding with his hand on his back, going. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to see my back chiropractor. Batflex's bat pretty batflecky. He's pretty good. Yeah. There's there's a sequence where he has to beat up a whole bunch of thugs, which um, sneakily one of the thugs, which most people probably won't know, is this KG Beast. Um, it's the guy KG Beast who was in Arrow, um, Alexei Kinenyov or whatever his name is. Um, but yeah, he's a pretty good Batman. I think I've got no problems with how he plays him. Um, some people have moaned. This is slight. Spo- I don't think this counts as spoilers. Batman kills some people in this. Yeah, no, a lot but, of people know this. Yeah, but um, he kills people in every Batman film. But he strapped a bomb to a guy's stomach, a clown's stomach, and threw him off a balcony in Batman Wait, how Returns. Does he kill this, how does he kill the person? It's always like he's shooting a car and the car blows up. Oh, okay. Um, you know, some guy's got a grenade, he bats it backwards towards the guy, and the guy tries to grab it and blows himself up. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like he's stabbing people in the throat. It's like they've, they're carrying something, they've done something, and his response is blown him up. Usually they get blown up. He knocks a car over upside down with two guys, and it straps a grappling hook to the car and drags the car through the streets <laughs> and then launches it in the air so it'll fly over his Batmobile and land on top of another car. <laughs> Is there any... Um, the question? The only question that I have about the new film, mm. because it was featured so heavily in... Uh, featured so heavily in the in the trailers, was the um, the idea that Robin existed in this universe? Yeah, you only see briefly um, yeah. when he's walking around the Batcave at one point, you see the suit. On the wall, there's a whole bunch of little Easter eggs in the Batcave, little tiny little nods. Um, I want to know what these modern Warner Brothers films have against friggin' Wayne Manor. Why is it always getting destroyed and burnt to the ground? In this one, Wayne Manor's just like an inner state of disrepair. It's just this shell of what used to be Wayne Manor. Mm. Lord knows what's happened. That's called it to fall apart. But mm. um, but anyway, Batman wants to fight Superman because Superman's too powerful. He thinks, oh god, he's got the power to destroy us all. So if there's a one percent chance. That he's evil, we should stop him. Meanwhile, Clark's like, this bat vigilante is a bad person. He's bad. He's a vigilante. We can't have vigilantes around. How can anyone possibly take the law into their own hand? Mm. Superman doesn't like that. So you've got this um, sort of like messy idea of how they're going to have a conflict. Um, the film takes way too long getting there. Yeah. Um, Bruce Wayne is looking for something called the White Portuguese. You think it's someone, well, at least he's told Alfred that it's someone who's um, trafficking women and stuff like that. Turns out the White Portuguese is a vessel that's going to have kryptonite on it because they found some kryptonite out in Africa where, or wherever it was, not Africa, in India, where the you know the other one they destroyed collapsed. Yeah. Um, the world generator, which is just left in the ocean. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to get the kryptonite. There's a whole sequence, the car chase sequence, where he's going to get the kryptonite Superman turns up, he crashes his car into Superman, goes flying and does the whole next time they fly the light in the sky don't you come and all that and he flies off. That scene serves no purpose. 
The whole point of that scene is Batman wants to get the kryptonite that Lex Luthor's going to have. If he had got that kryptonite then, we'd be in the exact same place we were five scenes later when he just stole the kryptonite from LexCorp. But nothing else happened. We knew Batman and Superman weren't going to be buddies. They don't like each other. They've had their warnings and stuff. He just wanted the kryptonite. So nothing changed. And then, two minutes before the fight, the actual Superman-Batman fight kicks off, the reason for them fighting changes. Lex Luthor manipulates them into fighting. What? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you how, but literally you've spent an hour building up to this fight and then you change the reason for the fight, change the dynamic of the fight at the last minute. This sounds worse and worse. Yeah. Um, but it, it feels like one of those films where it feels like a first pass and like they haven't thought about what they need to trim from the film yet to make it play better. Zack Snyder's making an extended edition of this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, to be fair... The theatrical cut of Watchmen isn't as good as the director's cut. The extended version works better. The extended version... Did you ever watch the version with the Black Pearl comic integrated back into it? They never actually released that. They did make it, didn't they? They released um, a version in the US where you could oh, it had them both on the disc. Yeah. But um, they didn't integrate it into the director's cut I version. I thought that was a planned, planned edit. Yeah, they never... I don't was it, Zna- it was Zack Snyder who made Watchmen as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but that's like from a David Hayter script and an Alan Moore story, so it was... Fairly high he works better when he's got less leeway. The more leeway he's getting... Like, think about the only film he's done where he's had total control was yeah. Sucker Punch. And that was awful. Yeah. And that was really bad. Um, his obsession with dreams. Dreams that mean nothing. Yeah. Like, there's... Um, there's Batman has three dream sequences in this film. Yeah. Yeah, because the opening sequence is a dream. Yeah. Which has him floating up in a load of symbolism everywhere. Um, but yeah, there's one dream sequence which people are going, it's, it's featured in the trailer. Desert Batman yeah. fighting armored troops with Superman symbols on them. Mm-hmm. And an evil Superman turns up and you see the symbol of apocalypse, mm. the Omega sign. And you're like, oh, he's having a weird dream where Superman's ruling the world or something. And you're like, oh, is that what's going on? Maybe. And then he wakes up and then some dude's coming through some lightning bolt thing. And he's like, you were right about him all along. Lois is the key and all this sort of stuff can't tell who this dude is you have to really look carefully it's the fucking flash for some reason you can barely tell it's him there's lightning bolts flying everywhere he's wearing some sort of armor suit thing and he's got like his red mask on but um he's got scraggly facial hair why has the flash got face no superhero should have facial hair except for the arrow that's a no-no well, arrow you can get away with but people know eventually people know Oliver Queen's the arrow don't they in the yeah. comics yeah but um that looks stupid. You couldn't tell it was a flash just by looking at it. There's not even like a subtle lightning bolt seam on his helmet like the Barry Allen in the Flash series has. Yeah. Um, when they just have the flash from the series, it's really good. He's so good at it, <laughs> yeah. and you've already got your fucking origin yeah. story. I mean, so I'm, what if it's bright and it's yeah. not bright? Just make it so that the the films are a couple but, of years but, in the future. He does this bit where he's like, ah, oh, Flash is some evil. We might he's bad. You were right about him all along, and then he gets. But why does he sucked back like a ghost? Yeah, but wait, he sucks back, and then Bruce Wayne wakes up again. So that's a dream as well, or is it? I can't tell. Did he have a dream in a dream? Was this a vision from the future? Why does this. why does Batman have a vision of the future? <coughs> Did the Flash put the vision of the future in his head? Was that a vision of the future? Was that a genuine nightmare? It's a premonition. And was the Flash getting into his dream somehow? So wait, but <laughs> the way, the problem is that you're questioning this at that point. Hmm. How does he know about the Omega symbol for Apocalypse? That's the thing. That's why you'd think, well, if it's a nightmare dream of the future, he doesn't know what parademons and the Omega symbol is. He sees parademons? Yeah. Parademons are everywhere in that sequence. 
So he doesn't know what they are, so it must be a vision from the, the future. Fuck is it must be a vision from the future. It can't be just a dream. <laughs> Let me direct the next one. <laughs> well, Zack Snyder's already busy starting on Justice League. In yeah, the next I know month, someone's working on the set over there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a mess. The whole film is a mess. The first hour is drawn out, horrible, like poorly done. When it kicks off, if you want just dumb action movie stuff, the second half of the film is really cool. Like, once the Superman-Batman fight kicks off, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and it's just got the most stupid reason for them becoming best friends ever. It's just that typical trivia. Um, I've already, I've already heard. Yeah. I think everybody's heard at this point. This no, no it's, it's just don't worry. We don't want to ruin too much. We all know Doomsday's in it. Yeah. Um, Doomsday is like, eh, they did a good job making Doomsday Doomsday. He doesn't, he's not talking or anything. Okay. Um, he is just a big grey monster. Yeah. But they did represent Doomsday the way he's supposed to be. Is not so, like, killable. when he gets punched, he grows bones to cover up the areas? He basically, like, every time they try to kill him, he, like, gets stronger. That big orange glow thing you see? Yeah. That's, like, that's a burst that goes off whenever he regenerates. and Okay. And every time it gets bigger and more dangerous. But one thing I thought was quite interesting towards it... I'm getting spoilers now. I've been trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> um, one thing that's quite interesting I thought was that in this film, for the second half of the film, the amount of times you'll hear the phrase, it's unpopulated, there's no one there... This is a safe place. Like, it's as if they're going, oh, remember when we killed half of Metropolis? No, we're not doing that in this one. And everyone praised Avengers because throughout Avengers Age of Ultron, for all its faults, they kept rescuing people. Oh, yeah, they kept trying to save people. Tony Stark was like, how many people are in that building? No one. Can we buy it? Yeah. Quicksilver, one of one of the possibly most powerful members of the Avengers, yeah. died saving two normal people, Hawkeye yeah. and a kid. Yeah. He sacrificed himself. He was an actual hero, whereas Superman... Lasered the shit out of everyone. Wayne Tab just eye lasers everywhere. <laughs> was it actually Superman who killed? The yeah, they were, they, you see him smash into it and yeah. see lasers flying out of it. And one of the guys Bruce Wayne told to evacuate is still in there for whatever reason. He's like praying to God and lasers are bursting up all around behind him. Um, I, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Let's let's quickly segue. Zack Snyder. He's a man who he needs someone in control of him. He <laughs> is not a director. He's an he's an artistic designer. He deals with imagery. He's aesthetics. Yeah. He is not script. We started off with music videos and adverts, yeah. didn't he? So he's not scripts. He no. is not. Did he write the screenplay in this one? I think he part yeah. wrote it, didn't Him he? That explain a lot. Yeah. He's not a writer. No. He's not really a director. I wouldn't even put him in charge of second unit. <laughs> I would say he is an art designer. Yeah. He is a stage. I think he'd probably make a good cinematographer. Designer. Maybe, actually. Mm. But the problem is that... Because he can make a shot look good. Yeah. But he needs to stop with the symbolism. The fifth time Superman flies down slowly from the skies and everyone looks up at Wonder, we've we've already got yeah, everything we know we that, that he can do that. Um, he starts to look like an asshole when people are on top of a building and it's flooding and they're going, save me, Superman. And they're not moving in slow motion, but he's just taking his sweet time. You know... He's an egotist, that Superman. <laughs> you know in the trailer as well, the Wonder Woman... Yeah. The scene where she goes to attack Doomsday, she jumps, and then there's uh, there's a dolly zoom. Oh yeah, it's warm. Yeah, to show her impacting on Doomsday. What? <laughs> that whole sequence. I've had loads of people going on about how much they love that final fight sequence and stuff. Um, really? To me, it was the camera spinning around constantly. Yeah. Um, I'm sure lots of exciting stuff was happening. Yeah. There was lots of leaping through the air. Batman was like, I'm staying out of this a little bit. I've got one kryptonite gas round left. Yeah. I'm going to hold back. And he's like, I need to get this kryptonite spear. Yeah. Um, I'm going to way into spoilers here, aren't I? But um, There's a kryptonite spear now. 
Okay, so you remember I mentioned Excalibur? Yeah. So there's one weapon that can defeat the evil monster. Yeah. And knowing Excalibur, the evil monster is Mordred. Yeah. And Arthur needs to defeat him. Only Excalibur can defeat Mordred. Yeah. Lois Lane finds the Kryptonite spear after managing to get to Batman and Superman's fight and being like, yeah, be buddies. Yeah. She throws the Kryptonite spear in a pool of water, yeah. a lake of sorts. Um, when she realises this doomsday thing's about, she dives in to get it, but she starts to drown because the building collapses and there's, like, blocking her off. Yeah. And Superman hears her banging. Yeah. So he goes and retrieves this weapon from the lake yeah. of water. And then charges at doomsday. Yeah. Like, all weak and stuff. He's barely managing it. So he's, like, he's weak and stay, but he's just putting everything he's got into it. Yeah. Stabs doomsday with a kryptonite spear. Doomsday stabs Superman in the chest. Yeah. And then, just like at the end of Excalibur, he grabs the spear the spike that's in him and just pulls himself further along the spike so he can dig it further in. Oh, right, okay. So it's like, you've just done Excalibur, that's fine. I know, I get, yeah. I get the Arthurian legend in Justice League makes sense. So they have just done the death of Superman? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's disappointing. Because that's my least favourite comic. So now Batman's Superman. setting up the Justice League. Well, yeah, that's how death, it always Death happens. of Superman's fine. It's the return of Superman that sucks. Yeah, because then he comes back blue and then red. Yeah. And then Superman. Mullet Superman. Yeah. And the Cyborg Superman. Yeah. And, uh. Oh, they might Super have steel! <laughs> they might have Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> That'd be great. As I say, I'm, I'm gonna have to put a spoiler tag on the description on yeah, this one. Yeah, spoiler tag. Um, friggin', this, the way that they show all the other heroes is yeah. just really fucking awful. Um, <laughs> How do they do it? So. I'm, fucking, in the film, I'm never going to see this film in the cinema. Earlier like, in the film, Bruce Wayne has tried to hack some data off of Lex Corp's server. Okay. He's gone to a party to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, he was going to break in as Batman and Alfred was like, well, you've got an invitation. Right? Yeah. Um, Jeremy is quite good as Batman, as Alfred. Yeah, I like Jeremy Irons. I yeah. think that's pretty... He's reliable. I think all of the Batman stuff is fine. Yeah. I think if this was a Batman movie, I'd be happy. I'd go see it, but it's not. But, um, yeah, he's... He's hacked something off the server. Wonder Woman's stolen it. He doesn't know she's Wonder Woman yet. It's just some yeah. random sexy lady keeps turning up. Hot pants. Um, but she couldn't get into the files. He gets into them. That's when he has the dream. Because you Wonder don't want to watch him a progress. really bad actress? No, she's fine, isn't it? Is she? She's got a thick accent as well, which is quite good. Yeah. I like Wonder Woman with an accent. She's not big enough, I don't think. I think no. But she wouldn't be. She's too tiny in a frame anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he hacks into the thing and he sends her an email. And you see on the email these four folders... Mm. And each of them's got the like DC Comics approved logo of what superhero they belong to. So apparently Lex Luthor decided their names, I guess, or what they what their branding is. Jesus. Um, he sends the file to her. He's like, "Here's a photo of you. Oh look, it's a photo of her in 1918. This guitar music's wailing. Going, really? Like that? Because that's the theme tune for the Wonder Woman film, I guess. Because um, it plays again when she turns up. Um, but the friggin' she then like she's scrolling through the email. Super like everything on a computer is that. You know when it, when a computer doesn't look real? When the mouse is moving far too slow? Yeah. And she's scrolling one line at a time to yeah. read the email and it's spaced out, double spaced. No one double spaces. Um, so then she looks at the other ones and it's just like a two minute sequence of her watching YouTube videos pretty much. Like she's watching a video, there's a bought underwater Aquaman comes out and punches a friggin' drone thing that's underwater and it flies off. And then you see like a, a convenience store, some guy's robbing it and you see the Barry Allen's over by the milk, getting some milk, and he goes, boom, boom, and you just see a flash, and the guy gets knocked out, and Barry Allen looks like a fucking hippie. Um, it looks he's like played a, by, um, he's played by Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah, you know the guy who killed everyone in. Yeah, we in need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. I only recently finished watching that. It's a good film. 
It's a really good film. It's fucking, fucking miserable. terrifying. Yeah. Um, fucking terrifying. The bit with Cyborg yeah. literally looks like a YouTube fan video. Really? Um, you see, like, this body is strapped up on this thing. He's got, like, half an arm and a torso. He's like, oh, he's going to die. Miles Dyson from Terminator is the scientist. Um, <laughs> that was on purpose. That's, like, such purposeful casting. Cool. And he's like, oh, we can't revive him. It's going to go wrong. And then he's got, like, um, a mother box. I don't know if from expanded DC universes, the boxes Darkseid has. Yeah. And he goes, blah, 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 and it shoots onto him. And he starts, the body guy, you know, torso starts screaming. You see, like, robotic parts building, and it cuts out. Because the thing about... So the origin of, of, of Cyborg, Cyborg is, is that he's YouTube just a video. mother box. Well, he's, he's been rebuilt by this mother box. But the problem is the mother box turns you into a parademon. <laughs> Just giving him special cyborg body. But the only reason it did that was because they were studying nanites mm. and nanobots. Yeah. It definitely looks like a mother box from Omega. If not, he just happened to have a weird floating cube thing. Why is Zack Snyder an idiot? <laughs> Why can't he... Have you seen the videos of him this week, though? He looks so dejected. I know. Yeah. He keeps stuttering. And they've been talking about Justice League having a lighter tone now. Do you remember, do you remember when he made Sucker Punch and you saw the videos and he seemed quite charismatic? Mm. And happy, he stammer, he stammers now. Yeah. So he's like, uh, um, uh, and what, what, what we wanted to do? <laughs> oh my god, we broke Zack Snyder. Just don't direct he films. Needs people who are gonna say, no, no, we got to do this. Just silly. No. George no. Miller's producing Justice League, don't he? He's involved in it. Do you think it's gonna be in cars? I hope so. I want an entire film to be it? one long car chase. Yeah. I just basically, I'm gonna get Mad Max and just like superimpose logos onto the vehicles. I think they should. Have not made this movie and spent all the money. I think with editing, you could make it much more passable. Yeah, half hour Batman. Cut program. out the dream sequences. No, just half hour Batman program. Like get rid of that whole first encounter between Batman and Superman that just yeah. delayed the film from moving forward. Yep. Like you know, better pacing. I say just don't make it. <laughs> but you know me. You should definitely go see it in the cinema. No. Do you nice. know why? Because I want you to suffer. No, because it won't... Like, it's going to be released... It's going to be one of those films which are released straight into 4K. And I just... <laughs> why spend a tenner in the cinema going to see it in fucking less than 1080p? Maybe 4K in cinema. No, it won't. Yeah, it will. Cinema no. screens are 4K. No. That's they're... standard projector quality. Nope. Yeah, they are. No. They are. I bet you they aren't. They are. All right, okay. We're going to do this. Some cinemas will be 2K, but a standard cinema projection is 4K. Film is 8K to 16K equivalent. But yeah, Batman vs Superman is not great. It does some stuff really well, but um, it's all image stuff. It's all style. I um, I also think that a lot of um, a lot of Batman, a lot of Batman came from Ben Affleck. I don't think that's Zack Snyder's directing hmm. because I don't think Zack Snyder's ever directed a charismatic character in his life. <laughs> oh, what about Night Owl? Everyone likes Night Owl. Or freaking the comedian. In Watchmen. Yeah, but that was that was the actor again. <laughs> yeah. It was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That was Being Jeffrey brilliant. Dean Morgan playing Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a Jeffrey Dean Morgan film about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Hmm. Have you seen The Losers? Nah. He plays a comedian in The Losers as well, and that wasn't directed Jeffrey by Jeffrey Dean Snyder. Morgan plays Thomas Wayne in this. Yeah. <laughs> 2K. That's above 1080p. Well, it's my phone screen. Hmm. I see it double that if I get it when it's released in 4K. <laughs> On my big TV. It depends on the cinema. Like, actual film. Yeah, it's true. But it's film. working cinema. It's not that great. Mm, I think for working cinema uses a 4K projector. Nah. Anyway. Batman vs Superman is not very good. <laughs> like, we... My problem is, it's made now. 
Yeah. Every time they make another one of these films, the percentage chance of there being one afterwards goes down. Yeah. And if the but they've Justice already got League, two more made. So Wonder Woman and Justice League is Suicide Justice Squad. League is being Suicide Squad is going to be the worst piece of shit ever. No. I will put money on it being fucking awful. No, Suicide Squad looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. No, it's going to be worse. It's a David Ayer film, man. I don't care. That dude makes good films. David S. Goya wrote the script for Blade Three. No, that's not David Ayer though. David S. Goya wrote the script for Blade Two, which it's is one of the to best. Top yeah, but it's David Ayer directing it, not David Goya. I don't care. David Ayer did End of Watch. That's a good film. It's a great film. Yeah. But it can still... Imagine if someone went End of Watch needs to be PG-13. It might not be a PG-13, apparently. It's a PG-13. Uh, the only way it's not going to be a PG-13 is if they're just adding stupid digital blood everywhere. But it doesn't matter. It still looks really good. It doesn't look good. I, I don't know where you think this looks good from. What was You're seen? literally the only person I've known who's seen that second trailer they shut down and went, oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah, no, because it... Crap! That second trade is awesome. Oh, what are you doing? Come on. We're bad guys. Like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Fuck right off. No, fuck you in the stupid script writing palanka you wrote. Oh, I hate that movie. It's going to be bad. It's I bet it's brilliant. Just, no, it's going to be so fucking The more awful. you hate it, the more I think it's going to be amazing. No. It's going to be film of the year. Do you know what, right? I am all for a suicide, suicide squad movie, but it needs to be R-rated. It needs to be, it needs to be directed by someone like David Escoyer, but it needs to not star. It's not directed by David Escoyer. No, sorry, David Ayers, but it needs to not star people that it's starring. Will Smith is going to ruin it. Nah. Because he already doesn't understand the film he's in. Did you see him at Comic Con where they all turned up? Like, I appreciate this from a group of people that are making a film. They all turned up and they're all there. At Comic Con, they flew over from Australia or wherever they were filming, probably yeah. Prague, and they they did their appearance and they were like, and it was like, once for the crowd, guys, Suicide Squad, and then they all said Suicide, as if it was like, as if it was a super team of military people, not a group of m- fucking murderers. Yeah, it's like it's a super fun time frolics with the Super Suicide Squad, and fucking Deadshot's gonna be in love with Margot Robbie. Because Will Smith wants to bone Margot Robbie. That's yeah. going to be fucking stupid. And then the Joker's going to be crap. Because he's driving a fucking Lamborghini like a member of fucking... He looks... He he just looks like a member of Black Veil Brides if they dyed their hair the he wrong colour. a member of Black Veil Brides. What? I hate them so fucking <laughs> That's much. That's his backstory. Didn't you know the Joker's backstory? <laughs> he's a member of the Black Veil Brides. Yeah. But it's going to be shit. That's the problem. It's a 12. It's the same as the original Spider-Man. And that was about... Dark as a white coffee. <laughs> no, the original Spider-Man was a PG. Oh no, they released a PG 12A. cut. They did a 12A. They cut, did a cut for a PG. Yeah. That was the film that 12A was started on. Yeah, 12A existed before that, didn't it? No. Nope. Well, 12s did, but yeah. 12 did, 12A. 12A. Yeah. Uh, but Suicide Squad is going to be fucking, I will put money on it not scoring well, I've above. I've been hearing good stuff, so. I will put money <laughs> on it not scoring above a five by any reviewer. Really? Yeah, halfway. Really? Yeah. You really think that? I will put a five on it right now. Okay. You can give me the five now and just save yourself. Do you want to agree? Do you want to place a bet right now on Crit Apocalypse? Because we can do an episode. We'll already do an episode around the time Suicide Squad's, Suicide Squad's released. And I'm more likely to see that than I am to see Matt, Superman versus Batman anyway. So I don't give a shit. I will go see Suicide Squad. Hmm. And we can, we can judge its, we can judge its merits. But it's going to be shit. You'll agree. You'll be, it will be as bad, if not worse, than Batman vs Superman. It looks better even already, like by my. But that's three minutes, and it's three minutes. It looks like an actual film with places and locations. Does it? Yeah. 
No. And somehow they fucking got a character out of what's his face from Terminator. From Terminator Genesis. Who's that actor? Oh, uh, oh shit, Kylo Ren. <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> I know who you mean. Um, fuck, what's his Joel name? Courtney? Jay, Jow, Jay Courtney. Jay Courtney. Yeah. He seems to be playing a character. He's actually Australian. He's yeah. just playing himself. Yeah, but he's playing a character. Playing which is drinking. He's never beer. done before. Someone he's... got him to be recognisable as a character. I, I'll tell you what, actually, this this is what I'm going to promise you. Captain Boomerang hmm. or Jay Hernandez as. As, uh, who, what's the Isn't Latino? he El Diablo? El Diablo. Those yeah. are going to be the best characters in the film. El Diablo's there to die. But they will get the least amount of screen time. And, no, El Diablo lives in the comic. No, I reckon he's there to die. But Killer Croc isn't Killer Croc in the comics, it's, uh, Killer King Shark. Hmm. And King Shark dies in the comic. If this is based on the original Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad, the first issue, which it looks It'll like it's going to be. Thing, sort of. No, it looks like it's following that story, which is they go on a suicide mission, terrorists take over a baseball stadium, they release a drug that turns everyone into weird zombie things or like sludge monsters, and they have to kill them all or burn them all. Well, Joker's Mendes. the villain in this. We don't know that. He is the villain. Is he really? Yeah. That's but he could just be the person who releases the disease and then just fucks yeah. off. He's not going to be in the film very much, is he? No, they're not gonna blow their load with fucking the Joker. He'll be he'll be a five minute cameo. Nah, he's in the film alone. He is. He's is, the main villain. Is that what you've heard, or is that? No, what he is believe? the main villain. No, he's not the main. Vi- he is. It's gonna be awful. This is this is an. Because the whole thing that most people reckon is what's happening is that Harley Quinn like betrays the Suicide Squad to help uh, her pudding. Her pudding. Mm. No. But I think he looks good. And also, wait, you're saying that she's. Hired the Suicide Squad to help No, her. she works with... She's part of the highest Suicide Squad. They don't exactly have a choice, do they? Yeah. They've got bombs in their heads. But, um, yeah, they reckon that she's like... I reckon, most likely, she's going to, you know, double-cross them for her pudding. For her pudding. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to fall in love with Deadshot because it's a film made by DC. Well, Deadshot's got to have someone to bang. <laughs> you got to make sure everyone knows he's not gay. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, he's got a kid in this one, so that's pretty proof enough. He had a kid in every version of Deadshot. That's his backstory. Yeah, but you say you got to prove he's, been... he's not gay. Yeah, he's got a kid. I can buy one from the, from somewhere. The kid store. Yeah, from Toys R Us. Oh, they're making Grand Theft Auto Six already. Of course they are. Anyway, all right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think it looks awful. But I thought that Batman vs Superman looks awful, and you still went to go see that. And mm. You didn't like it. Mm. It's not great. I will watch it eventually. I'm probably not going to see it in the cinema. I wasn't going to really anyway. Like this weekend has been, I was going to see it Friday. If I didn't see it Friday, I probably wouldn't have seen it any other time. Should you go see it in the cinema? <laughs> you can't truly experience the pain of the film. <laughs> you can't. At home. Well, that's the thing though. If I go to a cinema and they're, and I'm, I'm in there and I'm having the worst time of my life and someone's there going, Great yeah, movie. People love it. Great movie. I will just fucking choke the life out and I'll be like, yeah. this is survival of the fittest. You need to go. You can't know. You have bad choices. It's terrible. Yeah. I'd be the villain in this film. But you'd be the, you'd be the You should hero. go see it in cinema. I'm not going to see it in cinema. You want to go see it again? No. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but that was this episode of Crit Apocalypse. Yeah, which you dragged out to fucking one hour 45. Fucking hours. hell! Yeah, someone's got to edit this. Shit, sorry about that, buddy. There this was much good, dead air, though. It's your fault. Yeah, that is my <laughs> fault. Um, well, have a good two weeks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed Batman vs. Superman if yeah. you saw it before you heard this. Yeah. <laughs>
I was so excited to see Superman take on Batman. I couldn't wait. Batman's my favourite, but Superman's so sexy now. I really look forward to seeing him fight. Mm. Mm. You know what I realised about Batman? I like Joker. Joker's going to be in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's going to be so good. Suicide Squad is going to be good. It's going to be so good. You owe me five quid for it's that. It's a PG-13, so I can take my son. He's eight, but they'll let him in because I'm there. And we're going to go see it together. It's going to be so good. It's got Margot Robbie. I love her. I love the paper. Suicide Squad! Will Smith, so handsome! <laughs> That's who you're going to be seeing that film with, by the way. No. <laughs> Those people. They'll be waiting for you. Are you quite finished? One of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm finished. I've lost my mind. Mm. I've been sober for three weeks. This is your fault. What's your fault? No, I said it's awful. I didn't say it was oh. your fault. What's your fault? Just some popcorn in it. Maybe. You going to say goodbye? Bye, everyone! I love you. I really do. Just... I love you in a way where I can lick your earlobes and just whisper sweet nothings into your ears. Okay. Uh, bye. I'm erect. <laughs> oh.